on this episode. He goes, I switched classes. You <laughs> fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The first of which is never get involved in a land war in Asia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, the second, but only slightly less known, is never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Like, those are the two <laughs> most well-known things is yeah. never get involved in a land war in Asia. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to another episode of No Country for Middle-Aged Men. I am your host Mark Pearson, and my first co-host is still wearing his one-piece pink and white gymnastic suit, <laughs> and my <laughs> second co-host is still waiting for the Houston Texans to build a halfway decent offensive line. Their names are Juan Smith and Adam Radliff. And today we also have a special guest. Uh, Fluffy Evergreen is back with us. Yay! Fluffy Evergreen. Uh, comedian Dan Hornstein. In the buff. That's right. Uh, yeah, so uh, real quick before we get into the show, just want to tell everybody you can reach out to us on facebook.com slash podcast. You can find us on Instagram at no underscore country underscore podcast. We're also on Twitter at podcast underscore country you can send us an email at nocountrypodcast at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at 346-291-0050. And finally, I want to say thank you again to Martin Amber over at Helps2. If you need marketing, help you know, hit them up at helps2.com. So before we get into today's topic and today's special episode, uh, a listener wanted to give us an update this week, and they said uh, Juan messed up on his list about fast food restaurants. Uh-oh. Yeah. Called out. Yeah. Not even five minutes in, Juan, and you're already catching shit from a listener. Yeah. So they looked it up, and then I did too <laughs> to confirm it, and Chicken Shack is not a national chain. There are 23 locations of Chicken Shack, and they're all in the Detroit area. So they, they said Juan needs to pick a new third favorite fast food restaurant. You had oh, one gosh, one third? rule. One rule you had to follow. You know, and it figures it's another fat ass from Michigan fucking calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Takes we can one to no one. deny the weight of said listener. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you live on the south side there somewhere. <laughs> I used to what? live there. I know probably ran India because I couldn't get around you. But whatever. Uh, I would say Ah uh, Burger King. Oh wait, no, I already had that. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, what are your five? favorites, not least favorites? Oh, like I'm sorry, I heard that wrong. <laughs> so oh, fuck. I don't know. I guess I didn't put in uh fuck. Just say Burger King. We get it. You yeah. like Burger King. We're not gonna rag on you. I, I, I mean, do. I do like the flame Frank boiled taste. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I would say burger. <laughs> oh my Damn. goodness! But that was on your bottom five. Yeah, so but it's it also it's also on the other side. It's a love hate one of those secret things. Like when you want that burnt taste that you know is fake. Yeah, I will just get a sandwich, and that's about it. Because their fries are <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> they are. They are the, they're are the worst bullshit. in the entire food chain industry. I think. I just picture Juan at like McDonald's pouring liquid smoke onto like a quarter pounder with cheese. 
You know, it's not the same. I had Wendy's the other day. It was surprisingly really good. Like if I had to make my list again, yeah, I think I might. I mean, I don't think it would crack my top five, Mm -hmm. but it would be like my first honorable mention. Their fries are good. Yeah. Your fries are good. Frosted what a delicious. bunch of fat asses relapsing back to the fat food. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, what the listeners want. We got to yeah, give them. That's I mean. what the listeners well, like. Well, thanks for calling me out. I appreciate you listening. Thank you. I, I love yeah. that same listener's going to like email next week. I can't believe Juan went with Burger King as his replacement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll just address that now. Uh, I can forward your hate-filled email directly to Juan. <laughs> directly yeah. to me. It's going gonna, it's gonna to say uh, first-time caller, last-time listener. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. So uh, that brings us to today's episode. Uh, it is our one-year episode. We've been doing this for a year. So for our special one-year anniversary episode, uh, we wanted to take a look at the darkest and most disturbing topic we have ever talked about. And we've talked about Richard Ramirez. So this is darker than Richard Ramirez. Uh, we're going to talk about the pop culture of the 80s and what was wrong with it and if anything good came out of it. The only good thing to come out of the 80s is Adam J. Radliff. That's the number one, two, three, four, and five for me today. Uh, well, in 1985, Adam just gave away his list. Are we, is Juan doing a shout out? Or what's going on? Oh, yeah, Juan. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Dalvin Burton. Uh, he's a guy that worked at our local Wendy's here for many years, and he moved on to bigger and better places. And uh, he was always just really cool every time we went in. And uh, the other day, it was his last day, and I happened to pull up, and I used to always order like a bunch of uh, spicy chickens and shit like they knew. It was to Mm -hmm. the point where we'd order so much, it would always hold up the line. So they gave us their (laughs) number to call ahead. (laughs) So so we'd call ahead like pimps and be like, roll up. Anyways, the other day was his last day, and I was like sad to see him go. And uh, But I got free food. Thanks, man. (laughs) Good shout out. That is a great shout out. I'm going to mention you on the podcast. And he was like, hey, how about some free food? And I was like, that's a solid deal. Let's do that. Heck yeah. So the it, was pilot- his last, it was his last day because he kept giving away free food. And like, we can't take this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, guy, this guy's done. That's the yeah, other You know what he did? You know what get, he, I asked him what, what he was do you doing. Get? He's got, he learned a skilled trade. He's like, fuck college. He's like, I'm not getting in debt. Oh, so he's not retiring. No, I no. Thought, like, I thought you meant like he was this guy's like. He put in the grind. He's retiring from Burger King. I was like, "What kind of retirement?" I was like, "Not going to shit on him." Hey, works works. Sixty-seven years. Uh, but like, I was wondering, what do you give somebody like who retires from Burger King? Yeah, what do you give somebody who's got it all? <laughs> and that really just shows you the society we live in now. Like, even to survive, the elderly are having to work till like their last day. The only day they don't come in is the day that they died. You know, it's like yeah. That's actually, our future. <laughs> that, was, that was actually something that was really interesting. I was watching a documentary about the fast food industry, and it was saying how the a person on the documentary was saying like, oh, people shouldn't disparage people who work at fast food because there's an increasing number of elderly people that are now working at fast food restaurants to make ends meet. And I was true. like, really? And yeah, like, that's why fast food are. isn't fast anymore, Grandma. That's actually <laughs> a decent point. Yeah. <laughs> But like I did, there is this there is this lady at the Popeyes at Memorial and Derry Ashford who is the nicest mm-hmm. slash most fr- flirtatious person in a fast food. Oh, place. the old uh, ladies. Oh, she's at super. Oh, yeah. She's at least sixty, but I love her every time. Yeah. Old ladies who work in food service, just in general, are amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I wanted a, to tip her. There's she, something. Ama- like, yeah, nice, I used nice to work lady. at a seafood restaurant. 
in, when I was in college called Ralph and Kaku's. Mm-hmm. And they had this lady there. She must have been like 75 at the time. And she was this awesome old lady. Her name was Miss Ruby. And Miss Ruby had the foulest mouth <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. And But she was so sweet about it, right? So like I remember she'd see me and she'd be like, Dan, you fat motherfucker, come here, hug me. And like, she'd give you this like great big hug, but she'd always call you a fat motherfucker. It's so awesome. She, this sounds like, like a she comic. Was, Why she is she not on stage? Woman. You know, like she's a similar kind of. <laughs> he thought his of, name was Fat Motherfucker. <laughs> I did, we had a guy there named Leroy who was a waiter, and he had he had a glass eye, and she'd see him like every time her his like his full address, she'd be like, "Leroy, you one eyed motherfucker!" <laughs> like every time. <laughs> Go get me some lemons, you know. <laughs> that sounds like a it was just thoroughly amazing. entertaining place to work. Amazing. So yeah, they're. Uh, <laughs> the great shit. Shout out to Miss Ruby. She worked there so long they named a dish after her, which oh, I thought was so cool. And it was like the most expensive cool. dish on the menu. That's that dude it. It sounds like a Jim Croce song. Leroy with a glass eye. It does sound like a Jim Croce song. By the way, I love Jim Croce. I go mm-hmm. hard in the paint for, for Croce. He died young. I like him unironically. Who says hard in the paint? <laughs> dude. Dude, that's a staple, Operator. That's a staple thing for him, man. <laughs> Operator. Fucking slaps, and yet you're gonna you're gonna bash on everything oh. from the '80s. Yeah. Whoa, 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 real quick. Point of order here. Mm-hmm. Are you saying you don't like Jim Croce? I don't know if I can name as other than Time Leroy and Brown, and maybe Time and like what other Jim Croce songs are there? Was that was that uh, working at the the drive uh, with the, working at the Car Wash Blues? Uh huh. I don't know that one. Oh my god, <laughs> Operator, huge, his biggest, obviously. You never heard Operator? No. Yes, are we, you have. Are you, are you gonna, is this going to turn into he like no shit? A... I don't even... Like, I'm old as fuck, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, Grandpa. What is it? I do like <laughs> folk music. I like folk music. You should... You, if you like uh, Simon and Garfunkel mixed with, like, uh, kind of a, John Denver... <laughs> if you like if you like Simon and Garfunkel mixed with James Taylor, <laughs> you'll love Jim Croce. <laughs> I like to de-escalate... With some Zillicami or right. <laughs> look, if James, you like both James, of these artists that sound completely the same, I feel like that my like description off artist. the top of my head was fucking excellent. <laughs> he is a, like a mix between Paul, like Simon and Garfunkel, and um, what, John Denver. He's got he's got he's like got the country twang of Denver, but with more. Like uh, listen, he's not, if you like he, Jackson actually, Brown and you know Jackson what? Brown, you'll love Jackson Brown. <laughs> On second thought. Uh, he does have some like thoughtful songs that I've heard, but he does have like some kind of hokey songs. So he's pretty much John Denver. <laughs> On second thought, yeah. The only John Denver song I know, I think, is "Country Roads." Legitimately, oh, he was such a badass in real life, though. That's what's so weird. Rocky Mountain High. Rocky Mountain High. Yeah, that was Ooh, uh, no. Okay, never mind. Rocky Mountain High. Thank God I'm a thank country God I'm boy. A country boy. That song from I Son in Law. Yeah, I still listen to that song. Yeah. Okay, now we're getting. Well, I mean, this is what we do. Adam earlier had said, oh, you know, I don't know how this is going to work. Can we fill, you know, a full episode? Then he said, oh, I forgot about the rabbit hole factor. And here we go, down a rabbit hole. So we're going down the folk music rabbit hole. I got hole. a name, Jim Croce, fucking classic. Now he's just looking up Jim Croce songs. Well, that's that's true. There is that. But so this brings me to, you know, back to the 80s pop culture. And it seems to be that there's a 30-year cycle of nostalgia in, you know, modern pop culture. 
back in the 70s and 80s shows like in, in movies like Happy Days and Back to the Future were popular and then you know back in the 80 or back in the 90s stuff from the 60s was popular and the 70s was popular so now that we're in you know the 2010s and 2020s the 80s have become popular and i remember about the last 15 years i was always dreading when the 80s would come back into popular music and movies because I was born in 1981 and you know, while I was a child, I still was like, why does mom's hair look like that? <laughs> uh, she go with the perm. Oh yeah. Nice. Or like, why is everybody wearing these clothes? Like as a child, I thought it was ridiculous. I didn't even like as a child, I grew up and my dad listened to like seventies classic rock. So I grew up on that. And so I'm like, it's when I heard stuff. like pop music, I was like, ew. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like a rock kid. So growing up, it was just, I was not, not anything I was ever into. Did you have bad, did you have any like bad fashion choices? I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> Dan, Dan, oh yeah. Dan, have you lost your sight altogether? What are you, <laughs> the, man, guy, the guy man, doesn't leave this, a pair Oh, we're going to talk about shorts. taste from the guy that's going to defend Jim Croce for 20 minutes. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, yo, look, and I even said it, like I catch some fucking Croce hate. So I knew people were going to come after me. Uh, and I will fucking defend him to the day I die. <laughs> There's a difference between gym shorts and then neon and Jim Croce. <laughs> I'm really Look, interested to hear your You're going to feel like a real ass when you listen to some Croce on a car ride home. <laughs> and it's just you and Croce. And no, you're like, fuck. Radliff was 100% correct. I can already tell you. I'm going to be listening to Metalcore on the way home. And I'm going to feel great. <laughs> Maybe. It, and I was talking to Edie about this. I don't know if it was on mic or off mic uh, last week. Like when you, as you get older, I can't listen to any metal anymore. It's fucking oh, like all the time, and it's like it's got to be an age thing to where like I've as I've gotten older, my my metal and even hard rock has gone down, and my my along with your libido, like, yeah, exactly. There's a direct <laughs> That's correlation. early signs of low T. <laughs> yeah, there's a direct correlation, but um, and like more relaxing music has gotten bigger. Like I like indie rock, which is pretty relaxing, but it's mm-hmm. not like in your face. It's like just like, I'm going to chill. Man, we couldn't be more different. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, sorry, I'm like Suko the sorry. child. And <laughs> he goes, he, he <laughs> defends Drake. Limp Biscuit. Like, I'm defending Jim Croce every yeah, day. Yeah, that's true. I think I'm like, well, I must be a weird old me. person, man. No, but I don't think you're, because you listen to stuff that was sort of from your time. Like, I still listen to Metacore or Metacore or electronic music. Like, on the way here, I listened to two Norma Jean albums because I was just like, oh I need to hear some screaming. God. I normally no, I haven't listen heard to rap. Norma Jean referenced in about 15 years. I was, I saw them at uh, Warp Tour in 2008. And so then I thought about that a couple days ago, and I was like, I haven't heard any of their new stuff in years. And I was like, Let they me make new stuff? Yeah, they released an album last year. So I went and downloaded their last few recent albums, and they were pretty good. Were they touring with a Treyu? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. You guys yeah. live in such a mecca of good music, too. Like also, the 80s boys, reference. Yeah, oh, yeah boys, exactly. Those guys are that so almost close made to my you. list. You have no idea who they are. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was... Of that time. Yeah. I was like trying, me and my buddies were doing this little band thing mm-hmm. for a hot minute. And that was like the hot bands at the time. And even then I was like, nah. Oh no, I love them. They're I great. liked, uh, didn't one of the other guys get into that band, The Chariot? Yep. Yeah, I like Poison the, Chariot. the Well. They were, they were fun. Poison the Well too. Good God, they sound like a bunch of grandpas. I couldn't <laughs> understand a single word. I was like, what's the point of this? 
Well, it was I, so angry. It too. takes an ear. It takes it like I can. It takes an ear. Yeah, I, yeah, it's like, I will it's say like this. No, I didn't. Taste, like fine wine. And, I didn't like the cheeses. chariot at first. It grew on me. It yeah. It definitely grew on me. I, I had a guy that no, I worked it, with that was so into them, like big time. And it was his. I would watch him listen to it and see how like excited he got listening to it. Yeah. And it, the enthusiasm kind of transferred on over to me, mm-hmm. and I went, yeah, okay, I can see what you wh- why you like what you like about That's it. That's definitely a because thing. he was also a, a musician and he was a drummer and he would like break down kind of the drum parts and, and go, this is listen to what he's doing here and listen to this and kind of yeah. showcase it. But, and there's, there's a level of talent that's involved in that. Well, so I that get it. That was the reason you know? I was into Opeth. Like a buddy of mine, like introduced me to him. But what was the name of the band again? The Chariot. Uh, Trippy the Kid. The I only think. Chariot I want Trippy is Chariots of Fire, a classic. <laughs> Chariots of Fire is an absolute classic. <laughs> yeah. Or a Are ben you Her, going into Van Gelis? A Ben Hur Chariot. I'm oh my ben God. Her. Dude, chariots of fire. So I asked, I asked Mark about the fashion thing, which I think kickstarted all of this because I have a very clear memory and uh, and and probably some photographs in my parents' house of me. (laughs) There was this trend that happened for like a little short time in the '80s where we wore biking shorts. Oh yeah, as regular shorts. Yeah, with like a regular size T-shirt on top. I just looked like such an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I was 13 in 1985. Thank God, there's not. Too many photos, cause damn. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Back then, shorts weren't like the shorts are now. Shorts were like your your balls were hanging out of the bottom. They were so short. The only thing covered it was my oversized t shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even the parachute pants that came so out in the early eighties yeah. like split your nuts. Like yeah. it was a really like metrosexual fashion thing going on in the eighties, man. <laughs> Everybody's hair was teased or perm. yeah, very much. Yeah. You couldn't tell if that was a guy's hair or girl's hair. Fashion could really. I be found a body once laying in a, like, a lake because yeah. all of it was trash. Yeah. All the fashion was bad. <laughs> it was the 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 hair, especially the hair was like, like you said, like teased, like fucking hideous. Yeah. So, like bad. I said, I found a body laying in a pond, and it had long hair like this back in the eighties. And I, it was out the side of an expressway. And I, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I, I, I was only half listening for a second there. Do you say you found a body in a pond? Yeah, off the side of a highway. At a human body. Yeah. Is this the 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 synopsis of Stand by Me? No, not at all. Solid okay, okay, sort movie. of. Okay, sort of. Because when I went and reported it, because what happened was I saw a purse. Laying or like a bag laying on the side of the highway. So I pulled over, backed up, and it had like all this person's stuff in it. And then I could tell like someone had looked like someone had walked through the weeds or something. Yeah. And then I just saw this person laying like half in the water. And I was like, oh, they don't look like they're alive. I better go report this. So, and it was back then you had to like drive. They didn't, I didn't have a cell phone or anything. This is like 89. So I drove up and happened to be the next exit was a state police exit. Yeah. So I went and reported it, and they were like, "Well, did you look for a body?" And I was like, "No." And then I went, and ran out to my car, drove back. I'm like, "I am now." So then I went back, and I saw, you know, yeah, this is coming in the air tonight by Phil Collins. <laughs> so I was thinking it sounds like the start of Blue Velvet. <laughs> I don't know. I got that confused exactly the order how it went, but anyways, yeah, yeah. And first I and you the re- put the body in the water. Well, no, I remember then them you asking went to the cop station. <laughs> so they ended up asking me, "Was it?" Or they're asking, asking me, "Is it a male or female?" I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, "Why don't?" Because that was the hair. It could have been a guy or a girl. Long hair didn't. Oh, shit. I see what you're saying. Yeah, because there was a lot of like metalheads too. Yeah. Did Phil Collins invite you to a concert <laughs> later to play that song? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Wasn't that like the urban legend was like the guy from the story? Hey, don't that knock Phil. Died, he, he invited him over in. to the concert and then the guy like killed himself <laughs> after. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, so if, if you listen to lyrics, that means like Phil Collins was there too. And he didn't do shit either. <laughs> Well, too, that's up to that. He's music. like three, like two hundred yards away, watching this guy watch his friend die or whatever. And he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm such a piece of shit. I'm gonna invite you to a concert and play this song just to rub it in your face." <laughs> Where do but you if Phil was to sit the... down there right now in that empty spot in the couch, there he would look just like you guys. <laughs> Phil, Con- oh, Never the... with an Oscar and millions of dollars. Yeah, oh, I he... said, look, not be. <laughs> this is going to be a financial episode because Phil Collins is a bag of shit. And I can't wait <laughs> so to your say, team, Gabriel? I can't wait to say horrible things about him. Team oh. Gabriel? <laughs> Peter Gabriel over Phil Collins any any day. I never yeah. really listened to any of Phil Collins, Peter Gabriel's solo stuff, or even Genesis. Really? Yeah, so I'm not... Just, I'm not it's, un- is that un- taking un- up your precious opinion. Jim Croce time? Exactly. You got him right. <laughs> You got There's only so many hours in a day, all yeah. right? I don't have time in a bottle. Exactly. You, don't, you don't want anything in... All of a sudden, you know Croce, okay. He all doesn't want anything encroaching on his Croce time. That's- <laughs> Look, if you keep giving me shit, I'm taking a sledgehammer. Uh, that's the only song I know. Fuck it. Oh, God, it's already starting. It's already started. <laughs> Actually, sledgehammer's kind of catchy song. Yeah. So, so good on Peter Gabriel. Turn back time. Oh, is that one of those? That's yeah. my share impression. Oh, yeah. she would have never wore that outfit. Yeah, <laughs> I needed therapy for sixteen years. That's pretty much how it went. But that thong on that battleship, though. Yeah, I was young at the time. Yeah. I was, so, old to know, I was old Mark, enough to know Mark, better. Mark. Mark's just like, yeah. anyways, I, I, we're I got moving this, right along. Here. <laughs> so, you know, if for those of you that haven't noticed, you know, modern music and modern movies have kind of done some throwbacks to 80s style, particularly yeah. the example like Thor Ragnarok with the soundtrack and Stranger all the colors. Things. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Time, yeah. Also, music wise, like The Weeknd and Bruno Mars have a, have a lot of like the 80s sound coming out, especially in The Weeknd's new album. And so that just made me think, I guess, in probably the next 10 years or so we're going to see nostalgia for like stuff from the 90s so grunge uh, Wesley Snipes and new metal are, are going to start coming back in, I'm sure I'll take one of the three the other two can go kick rocks grunge yeah <laughs> I like grunge obviously fucking love grunge we might have to do a, a top five bottom five show on this podcast about grunge oh please I don't know if I, we'll do I don't that. know if I could come up with a bottom five because they're all great I'm there's, kidding. There's, there's, a, there's, I could up there's a bottom shit. five. Yeah. For grunge. Yeah. Speaking uh, of 80s ripoffs. Have you heard Silverchair? Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of 80s ripoffs, have you listened to Gunship? No. Oh, they're like, it's like uh, electronic music mostly, but there are mm-hmm. some lyrics. I like but it's synth like wave. Very synth. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a new, it's a, Current band mm-hmm. and they're really catchy. I have my synthwave T-shirt on for today. Yeah, they have like their album almost looks. Is that a famous piece of art? No, I'm just talking about you in general. Oh, <laughs> thank you. It's abstract, but yeah. art all the same. It's like a Picasso yeah. painting. You're not sure what pieces go where, but you're pretty sure it's a masterpiece. Yeah, you know? people like it. <laughs> so, I'm, no accounting for taste. I'm living embodiment of Guernica. <laughs> yeah. There's no counting for taste because we're talking about the 80s today. Yeah, that's true. So if we're going to start off anywhere in the 80s, we're going to start off with new wave music, which I know is Juan's favorite. I actually loved it. 
Well, actually, how do you classify New Wave? Because that might be the one bit of the 80s that I did like. Well, okay, I loved so it. New Wave came out. It was like, there was punk music, and then there was like the New Wave sort of came out. They took some, in, like the Clash and a couple other Talking bands. Heads. They took like, a little like bit of influence from that, but they made it more mainstream. So it was bands like Blondie, Cars, Depeche Mode, Talking Heads. And uh, actually, I w- doing my research this week, I ran Smith. across a video of the Talking Heads at a live show, and the vocalist was in like a gray suit, three piece suit, but it was like three sizes too big for him. Oh, that's uh, Stop Making Sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have that concert film, Talking Heads, Stop Making Sense, yeah. and a big part of that, he performs in this yeah. like 4XL suit. Yeah, and he's maybe he's a skinny dude. Yeah, and I was like, what the hell is? And going it's so on? funny, like he does his shoulders yep. up and down. Yeah, like pumps his shoulders and makes the whole suit go up. I, I'm a big Talking Heads fan, so I like I've seen that whole thing. I'm not gonna lie, I was mesmerized. <laughs> it's a very that's a that's a cool it's a cool concert film, which they don't there aren't a lot of concert films anymore. No, uh, best the whole one, thing, last waltz by the band, it's fucking amazing. It starts so so stop making sense begins. He walks out on stage, David Byrne from Talking Heads, and sets down a jukebox, and the jukebox has the pre-programmed drums from Psycho Killer and mm-hmm. he plays it with acoustic guitar but like all the house lights are up for a good five, ten minutes or whatever. And he plays a couple of songs and then all of a sudden house lights drop, the rest of the band is there. It's a very cool performance. It's very theatrical all the way through Ooh, and then he yeah. does stuff with the giant suit and everything. Cool. Yeah, he's known for like his artistic, like he's like just as much into uh, art and design as he is to music. He's yeah. still really well well liked. Never he bikes everywhere in New York. Apparently, seemed kind of like a prick. Yeah, to he's, me, I but. heard that he's a big cyclist person. So for a large part, and you may ask yourself, <laughs> how did I get here? <laughs> oh yeah, for a large part of like the new wave music or just the eighties pop music in general, uh, my job has basically killed it for me, and I hate it because we have like you know the radio on at work in the office, and so it's you know, sunny, whatever it is, the sun, it's just the light rock station. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just either like Bruno Mars or new wave just over and over and over and over again all day. You don't get down to uptown funk. I I like uptown funk, but not every two hours. Uptown funk has a lot of eighties. Yeah. Throwbacks to it. it, Right. Like it's got that. That's, I think that's part of it. It sounds like the gap band. Yeah. You know, what about Gak? You remember the gap band? (laughs) Because Gap Band had Oops Upside Your Head, uh-huh. and it's like the same delivery as Uptown Funk, because Uptown Funk is, um, it has that uh, that part in the middle where he's like, Uptown Down, Funk, funk you, you Up, said yep. Uptown Funk You Up, and then like Oops Upside Your Head is like, Oops, oops Upside Your Head, head. said Oops Upside so Your Head. So you're saying it's a ripoff. Like total throwback. I don't know if it's a ripoff as much it is. Here. It's more of an homage. It's an homage, I'm sure. It Bruno Mars like is a smart guy. He, he knows... Like that, yeah, but he if someone years video went by, the, it's probably protected Wait, you're by telling the me the Vanilla Ice wasn't a smart guy <laughs> when he ripped off Queen? Yeah, he made some money off of it. Yeah. It also cost him a couple million, right? He lost that lawsuit. Under he's, pressure? He still cashed out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he wouldn't have been anything Did he, for that song. Rob Van Oh, Winkle. fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. The list is getting changed. Adam just had a point of inspiration. I saw The list is getting changed. What's... what's I'm ready, man. I'm so, super ready. Okay, well, actually, that brings me to... I wanted to get a... Uh, what is your guys' thoughts on the 80s movies before we get into the list? Oh, it's pretty terrible. I mean, it is... it is. I will admit, when I went back to make this list, because mm-hmm. I shit on the 80s a lot. Yeah. 
There are some absolute bangers that come out of the 80s, yeah. movie-wise. Movie-wise, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's by far, of my opinion, of the three categories, movies, music, and TV, mm-hmm. by far the strongest category. Out of, yes. Oh, yeah, 100% uh, agree yeah, on yeah. that. Movies. I, then, my audible mentions just in the movies alone is yeah. a decent size. Yeah. Uh, oh, we so, get honorable mentions? I didn't know that. Oh, we don't have to. We don't have to, but there was a couple of things that I thought I wanted in the top five, and I couldn't get them in there, so I was like, I Mm -hmm. have to make an honorable mention. So for the listeners, we're going to do what type of list, Mark, exactly? It's okay for the for the listeners out there. We're going to do a list and top five, bottom five, and anything goes. It could be a song, a movie, or a TV show, and it all has to be from you know. 1981 to 1989. You know, if it's a series that ended in 1982 but started in the 70s, that counts. Or if it's a series that started in 88 and ended in 94, it still counts. As long as it took place during the 80s, I'm You jerked count. off to it in 1984, it counts. Dude, uh, I was three years old. That wasn't happening. I, yeah, I was not far behind. I was two. Slow development, I get <laughs> you. I was, I, was having <laughs> sex. I was having sex in 1984. Yes. Adam, yeah. Adam was that baby. Like Juan, that was, Juan I was that dude. <laughs> So, correction, so I freaked out because I thought I was going to have to update my list. Yeah. Because of the movie Cool as Ice by Vanilla Ice. Uh-huh. No, that was definitely a, in the 90s. Exactly. Yeah. I just looked it up. Terrible piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I saw it, uh, and uh, I was like, this is 100% going on the top of the list. If not top, very close. Mm-hmm. So, that's one of my things. I'll just disclaimer now. So, I was born in the mid-80s. I have gone back and watched a lot of stuff, for sure, from my family, just being into it. Yeah. But I have not gone deep like I did in the 90s and 2000s. Dude, I so was deep in the I know the, Delta. I know all the big <laughs> stuff from the 80s. So my list is going to be primarily like my bad list. It's going to be uh-huh. primarily movies that are pretty well known, but I watched them and they're pieces of shit. Right. So just a little caveat there. It's not, okay. not going to be the absolute worst of the 80s because I don't want to torture myself. <laughs> so... Well, the thing is, though, I, if, like all these lists are the worst of what I've subjective seen. to the worst that we've seen or the worst that we've heard. Right. So, I mean, like, we're not going by like, oh, who critically crashed the most or had a big budget but didn't make the money back or, you know, right. stuff like that. I, this is just from our personal experience and opinion. And I would say a good 70% of the time, a lot of the listeners out there are probably going to agree with us unless it's some like diehard 80s fans. Because I know there's some out there, some de- sorry, deranged people out there that are really into Yeah, it. anyone who's willing to defend the 80s like I defended Jim Croce mm-hmm. has serious problems. Yeah. Everyone I've talked to, even people like Juan, where the 80s was kind of in their wheelhouse. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, they will even ooh. say, yeah, this sucked. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, though. They all say it the was, same thing. Yeah, it was. It was. I, I, I thought maybe I should do Coke before this episode. Then I thought I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, uh, in, but I was yeah. trying to be nostalgic. In NA, they say that's pro- progress, not perfection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So instead, wow. I just cut down. What to this kind of one chip Pepsi. do you get for that? <laughs> Juan's working on his twenty-four hours. It sounds like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has to have been twenty-four hours. <laughs> oh, it's probably like twenty-four minutes. <laughs> Can we move on, please? You no, no, no. Do you think you could snort aspartame? What? Is that doable? Oh, uh, I'm sure it is. Actually, I I know a guy who I, I oh my probably God. get to try it. There's a guy I is know. Is he on video, like video cam or uh, Skype right now? Not right now. No, it's actually not wine. It's another guy that I know. But when we were younger and we were in high school, we would always get him to snort weird stuff. 
What is he, Steve? It's like his claim to fame. Yeah. He, he was just one of those uh, guys where you would like this? dare him to do something. He's like, yeah, sure, I'll try that. Does he still have a nose? Oh, yeah. No, that that is true about the 80s, though. It was it was ugly. Everything was gross. But it, there was nothing. It was just fun. It's the it's the fast food of the decade. Oh, for right. sure. It's the same 100%. kind of thing. Like it's a total guilty pleasure experience. It was. You feel was horrible totally about it immediately after watching anything from the eighties. Yeah. But while it's going on, you're like, this is so satisfying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you so, could not have said that better. Yeah, that's very, very true. It's nothing but downhill from you. The rest of the episode, Dan, you've peaked. <laughs> He's just, fr- I can see the wheels just, turning. I'm, He's trying to fucking burn me. Oh, he'll come up with something. Yeah, he will. If there's one thing I've learned on this podcast is that somehow <laughs> Adam is going to give Dan ammunition and Dan's just going <laughs> to shit all over him. Yeah. <laughs> and then Adam's going to be like, ah, oh, crap. Oh, it's, it happens all yeah. the time. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> so. Um, since this was like such a broad topic, I didn't do a ton of research into like, you know, it's easier to do stuff into like fast food restaurants or research into like a genre of music, but we're not covering like a specific thing. We're covering like a whole decade's worth of TV music and movies. So we're going to get into our list now, but then we can feel free to like take time and expand on it or share a story about why you hated it or why you liked it, whatever. But we're going to do the whole snake draft thing again. So I'll start. Then Dan will go. Then Juan, then Adam. So I'm going to start with my top five. Uh, my top number one thing from the eighties out of pop culture is star Wars. The empire strikes back. Nice. Nice. Strong. That is, not only is that one of the best films ever made, and a lot of people would be on board with that, even not really people who aren't really Star Wars fans or I would agree fans. with that. It's it's a great movie. It's got a great twist. One thing I do like about it, the reason I think it's the best of George Lucas's movies is that it doesn't have a happy ending. It <laughs> leaves you kind of feeling sick. You're disappointed. You're like, what is going on? It's it's very, very well done, and it's just it's excellent. It's it's got a really good story to it. It's told very well. It's not like some of other George Lucas's later stuff where it's kind of cheesy or poorly written. It's just really it's the pinnacle of Wait, his career. You're telling it's me good Howard the because Duck George Lucas <laughs> would you say? <laughs> Which is also from the eighties. Yeah. Uh, there it was, was a good one, choice though. It was there good was one, one thing missing from that movie What's that, that I could have used a little bit more of. Little Jar Jar Binks. I thought you were going to say brother and sister kissing. <laughs> That's from the first one, right? No, yes. don't, don't be filthifying this 80s movie with some other. Yeah, your number one pick bullshit. is the movie that made <laughs> incest acceptable. Realize that. Sit it in that. Make it You're the reason for Nobody fucking. Nobody knew that. Like Empire Strikes Jedi. Back or Back to the Future? Ah! Exactly. <laughs> That's a good point. Another 80s movie. Yeah. Uh, Fully about incest, too. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and it was always you white people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got nothing. So right. that was, I remember the first time I saw like the Star Wars movies, and you know, I was younger, and Empire was just great. As a kid, even. As a kid, was, that was your favorite one, for real? Yeah, it's always been my favorite Star Wars movie. Uh, that was one that like, I was a Jedi, Return of the Jedi fan. Mm-hmm. Because it was just more action and they had the Ewoks. Mm-hmm. But uh, as they got older, Empire ages really well. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. Return of the Jedi's like third act, mm-hmm. all the stuff that takes place in the new Death Star with the Emperor, mm-hmm. that whole, like the way that's shot 
to me is still my favorite part of any Star Wars altogether. It's so atmospheric and yeah. like yes. it's it's darkly lit and like they light and you can see the blue contrasting with the red lightsabers and stuff. And like I'm not gonna lie, I dig it. It's, oh yeah. My question though is is Empire Strikes Back the one where you can see Carrie Fisher's Coke nail? <laughs> is that real? Yeah, I mean, that's a real sense. thing. She was a huge uh, I'm gonna, I'll Google it. and I'll show you a picture. There's like, there's you, there's like a couple of scenes where she's like in the Millennium Falcon uh-huh. and she puts her hands on like Han's shoulder and her all her nails are trimmed except for her pinky nail. <laughs> <laughs> and Sign it's just it's out there and you can tell like that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Well, you can definitely tell it's from the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> it was. So that was my number one. Good so, pick, Dan. What is your number one? My number one, I, 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 I gave this a lot of thought. I really got into this. And um, first of all, most of you're going to find a lot of my list is movies. Mm-hmm. Out of everybody in the 80s, Tim Burton, I feel like owned 80s movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. He had like Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which is, if you haven't watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure oh, in a long it. time, it's an amazing comedy. It is absolutely hilarious. Uh, he had Beetlejuice, which is another fantastic comedy. D- Go Completely watch disagree. Beetlejuice again. <laughs> I saw that as an adult for the first time. Like the first Is time that I saw your pick? I was an adult. No. So oh. go on. Oh my God, you have poor taste. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I, and I love, I, same kind of thing. I like the style. I like the, the atmosphere that Tim Burton does. But if I got to give it to one, it's going to be Batman. Michael Keaton's Batman, 1989. Okay. Uh, okay. I hate to do this. I mean, it's your pick. Yeah. Not a fan of that movie either. Want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> yeah. That's so out of character. And can I just talk again? I'm shitting on your number one pick, but <laughs> can I just talk about that last line where Nicholson or the Joker is uh-huh. about to fall? And he delivers that line so ham fistedly. The what could have been a great line that ever dance with the devil in a pale moonlight. Uh-huh. And he just he mumbles through it. Ever dance with the devil through the night and he drops him. You could have delivered that with so much better timing. Go back and watch it. Out that's of the non Christopher Nolan Batman movies, that was the best. Well, that's a low bar. All <laughs> Batmans other than the Nolan ones kind of sucked. No. Batman Returns? <laughs> Batman Returns is probably my Tim favorite Burton, of the that, like, that, that movie's special. It's a 90s movie, so mm-hmm. I couldn't pick it. Right. But if I if I were like just choosing that, that would be on my high on my list. I had my first like boy-girl thing with Michelle Pfeiffer in the Catwoman suit. Mm-hmm. And like to this day, that's like a weird thing that I have, like a weird fetish. <laughs> I just can't get over it. I'm like... <laughs> Like, I want you to dress in leather, but you have to, like, hand-stitch it. <laughs> I do love a good cat suit. <laughs> so you really, you don't like... Oh, that's a real take. Batman I'm not a- with Jack Nicholson and... And that's another thing, is it, he it's is not, Jack Nicholson. He is not the Joker. It's not... Okay, so it has flaws. I'll give it that. There's some There's some of the, like, stuff that just doesn't quite make sense. Mm-hmm. Kim, Bershen, Kim Basinger... Uh-huh. Uh, she screams horribly in that movie, and that's all she does for like the. Why is part Robert Wool in that movie? Robert Wool sells that movie. He owns it. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? He's got such great jokes. They should have called him Bruce Vane. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hysterical. It's amazing. There's but so in that came whole out, scene where they. Fart, I'm sorry, I didn't it, mean to cut you. So off. Batman 1999. It came out when I was seven years old. Look what uh, we have unleashed. <laughs> 
it just the the what I thought it did such a good job of though is number one, it's got such a distinct style. It does. It's got such a good atmosphere. I don't know why. When I watch movies, a lot of times I pay a lot of attention to music in movies. And Danny Elfman's score for that Batman is absolutely iconic. It's up there with like John Williams' Empire Strikes Back. Just one of those things that like that's just as important of the movie as possible. Not to mention, okay, the soundtrack. So you give me is all Prince songs. Okay, and I'm and I, it's one of the better soundtracks. I remember getting the cassette of that soundtrack. There were two movies that came out in 1989 that I owned the cassettes to that soundtrack to, mm-hmm. and one of them was Batman, and the other one was Ghostbusters too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me why. Talk There's about- not like any memorable song. Oh wait, it had that Bobby Brown song. Uh, hey, it's your where he's like too hot to, to handle, too cold to hold. They call the Ghostbusters in the in control. You remember that? Yeah, okay. yeah. So, um, but of those two. <laughs> I mean, I think Bobby we can all Brown agree Princeton's out. probably better. <laughs> yeah. No, like, I, and this is a thing that I ran into like a freaking truck going 100 miles an hour into a brick wall. You have, people can have rose-colored glasses and shit they watched when they were young. Because mm-hmm. I watched Goonies when I was young. Yeah. I'm sorry yeah. if it's on anybody's list. But that movie, I watched it again like maybe <laughs> four years ago. Yeah. It is a piece it's of such shit. Yeah. It is a piece of garbage. Yeah. And I was like, man, I love this movie. Yeah. That was kind of my running theme. I was trying to, I Rocky was like, I, at first, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> baby Ruth. <laughs> Whatever I, uh, when I was making my list, I wrote myself a note. I was like, just because you like it doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so I get what you're saying. And I tried to be kind of objective with it. I still think objectively Batman 1989 is a solid movie. Where does it rank in the Batmans? In the, all of the Batmans, it's it's that one specifically is probably like, I would say number three or four. I would put Dark Knight and mm-hmm. then Batman Returns and then maybe this Batman mm-hmm. and then whoa whoa then what quickly into Batman Begins. Joaquin right Phoenix after that. You killed There's it. Two, I love it. You're putting two Keaton Batmans in the top five. I'm putting or in two, the top three. Two Keaton Batmans. That is a scorching hot five, take. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I get it. Like I said, I think that goes back to kind of where you were at the time. But if you literally sit down and watch those movies, and like I said, maybe it's just me, and maybe I'm just, I have an axe to grind with all these different bits of the movie. But I thought by far, like if you were to ask me, I'm putting all three of Nolan's movies top three by, by a laughable mile. Mm-hmm. Even Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I liked, uh, people shit on that movie. I Over, actually like that one a I lot. I think they need to get out more. Michael Keaton? It's definitely better than Michael. <laughs> so that's the thing is like, good yeah, God, get out more and watch more Batman. The movies. Michael Keaton version, <laughs> both of both of them, like I really didn't like the first one. Like I flat out, like I was just very disappointed. Here's a second one was better, but still not great. Here's a I mean, bold it had a lot of statement for you. I would actually put Batman v Superman over Dark Knight Rises. Oh, why? Get the fuck out of no, my I'm house. I'm curious. Why? I, same thing, tone. That movie was okay. a piece of shit. I, I disagree with you on that, Adam. While Batman vs. Oh Superman was not a great movie, you set. are right on the tone is great. The in tone that of that movie I is feel perfect. That same I thing, the music's awesome. vastly <laughs> different. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> than perhaps the group. Uh, hey, I'm off my, my number I'm one off my Batman is soapbox. vastly different. What's your number What's one? Your number my number one, one thing from the 80s was the Muppet Show, man. 
Fuck yeah. I fucking loved that shit. Everybody tuned into that. Anybody who was anybody wanted to be on that show. It didn't matter how bad your drugs were. It was still going to be good. It was awesome. And the guys in the balcony, I lived for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, solid answer. I, yeah, I, I liked uh, Muppets Take Manhattan. Yeah, that was a great, was a great movie. Everything uh, Jim Henson ever touched was uh, great, it, except it, for Dark Crystal. Yeah. That's a piece of trash. Actually, Dark Crystal's garbage. But the Muppet Show was fucking gold, man. But Muppet Show is awesome. It's the best mu- part yeah. that I can remember of the eighties. I like. I just like the humor of the Muppets. Like Me even too. Yeah. even some of the stuff. Like there's a. Uh, there was this, they did another movie in the 80s called The Great Muppet Caper. Yep. Yeah. And there's this little side plot in there where Fozzie Bear and Kermit are identical twins. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes no sense. sense at all. Yeah. And there's this like great part where like Kermit's getting ready for his date with Miss Piggy and he's got like a tuxedo on and <laughs> he's looking in the mirror. He's checking himself out and Fozzie walks up next to him and Kermit goes, How do I look? And Fozzie goes, Which one are you? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the Muppets were like like the <laughs> Pixar movies are now. Yeah, they were. Yeah, just, they yeah. started that whole like it can be fun for everybody. Right, it can be entertaining for kids and for adults oh, uh, for completely different reasons. Right. Yeah, well, I love the That's Muppets. Such a good Great answer. Pick. Muppets don't get enough. Credit. That's a solid. I, they really one don't. One. Really, really I, don't. okay. I thought I was going to be way off base there, but that's no. All right. Good. Like I said, it's it's. They, they, I feel like I went so hard on Dan's pick. <laughs> you you said hard on. <laughs> <laughs> that probably was a line from Batman. Yeah. Oh, okay. R- Adam, Robin then, Wool over here, Mister High and Mighty. Robert what's your first Wall. pick? All right. So um, this is a snake draft, right? So I'm gonna have two. I have back to yeah. back picks. One and two. All right. So I'm picking this one because I want it to be the first pick, and it's. Almost unfair because it's so late in the 80s, but I have to pick it because it is my by far favorite thing to come out of the 80s, Seinfeld. Good pick. Came out in 89. Great show. The best best comedy show of all time. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. I I said, it doesn't seem right because it's so late in the 80s, -hmm. but technically it's in there, so I have to pick it. My hand is forced, people. I, I feel cheap about it, but if you can t- give me a better comedy show than Seinfeld, like uh, I'll be impressed. I talked myself out of choosing a Soundgarden album <laughs> for that reason. It came out in '89, uh, yeah. but I was like, you know, I had no one, I had no one really knew who they were until like later, and uh-huh. so uh, just I kind of talked out. So it's fine if you did though. <laughs> <laughs> Special treatment. And he, imme- he immediately like he says it and he just like it looks down. Like, I can't even make eye contact. Well, Dude, none of us okay want to deal with the this. fit if we argue. It's, it's, just, yeah. it's not worth it. So, like, okay, so like, I don't want to do that like with my whole list, you know, yeah. which I wouldn't. My list is somewhat diverse, but I do have another one that is very similar, uh-huh. in that it did come out in the eighties, late in the eighties, and like you said at the beginning, like you said. It doesn't matter if it started in the 70s, ended right. in the 80s. It doesn't matter if it started in the late 80s, went to the 90s. Yeah. So I'm sticking with my guns here. Go for it. I don't think... I, it, the day I have to defend a Seinfeld pick in a top five is the day that I fucking stop listening to Jim Croce. <laughs> Which ain't gonna happen, folks. It ain't gonna happen. But yeah, Seinf- uh, Seinfeld, hysterical. Great. And still, still the most quotable show of all time. Oh, yeah. Like, way ahead of its time and just talking about, like all kinds of topics they're making a show about nothing it's fucking great and uh i wish that there was like the closest i can think of is always sunny like it's somebody trying to recreate that 
a show about literally nothing. There's nothing like driving the plot forward every week. Right. It's just about nuance of life. Um, but Seinfeld did it great. Did yeah. fall off towards the end. Um, Most shows do. Yeah. But Were you happy with how it ended? I was okay with it. Yeah. People got all upset okay. about the ending. That's not even the top five worst endings. Of, not even top ten worst no. endings of a show. No. And I like so that. So that's your gave, number like, one. Yeah. Okay. That's number one of Seinfeld. Right. Yeah. Juan's like, let's get this shit going. Yeah. <laughs> What's your no more rabbit two? holes. Number two, also cheap of me, but I got to get it. <laughs> Simpsons. Simpsons. Oh, yeah. You can't nine. fuck Solid with that. Answer. Solid yeah. answer. And I, Solid. I, slightly, I like Seinfeld slightly more than I like Simpsons. Mm-hmm. So I gave it the first pick. But it, both of them were changed my whole life. I was watching reruns of The Simpsons earlier today. Oh, it's excellent. And, uh, there was <laughs> Kent Brockman, the newscaster. Yeah. It was the one where Bart's at Krusty Camp, mm-hmm. and like it's just the world's worst thing. <laughs> and Kent Brockman's doing a news report. He goes, ladies and gentlemen, I've been to Korea. I have been to Vietnam. And I can say without hyperbole that this is a million times worse than all those put together. <laughs> <laughs> such a good line. <laughs> Dude, their writing has it's been so phenomenal. It's the Simpsons is so smart. It's yeah. it because they did they're able to do smart jokes and dumb exactly. jokes. Well, so the reason balanced. it's the longest yeah. running TV show of all time. So yeah. oh, right, yeah. and freaking who's your favorite Simpsons character? Oh, uh, Homer by Homer. far. Good deal by far. Like it's not, and that's one of the things. It's kind of like um, South Park. Like I started out liking Cartman, and then as I started wa- kept watching it, I was like, I really like Randy. Like, yeah, it's like. For whatever reason, like just the more adult characters, whatever reason, would drag me in, and they just had better storylines. Like I don't care about Bart jumping over the canyon. I want to know like how's Homer getting through the day? You know, yeah. you want Homer to jump over the canyon. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want a Plus, camera. Just and such chef's a buffoon. <laughs> I'll tell you who my least favorite character was. Who? Marge. Marge. Oh, yeah. Mine was Lisa. She was just Lisa like, for me. Yeah. Lisa. I, I would say Lisa maybe ten years ago. Uh-huh. But at least Lisa has interesting plot like sto- episodes based about her like is, can you name one interesting episode with marge oh the one where she's a klepto that's great and it's like uh. <laughs> the one where she's a cop is good i always like that one i thought that one was funny the one where she was in a uh, streetcar named desire oh yeah that one's funny Stella. too yeah <laughs> that was on the the simpsons <laughs> Like, the, all uh, the kids are there, and the first song is just about how New Orleans is a place full of whores. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's kind of like you Richard can tell them on season four because like both <laughs> yeah. of those episodes I just talked about are on season four. I'm working I love my way the Simpsons. Through. I love the Simpsons. I haven't watched it in a solid ten years. I love Ralph oh, Wiggum, and they're still making new ones somehow. Yeah, I, they fell off hard uh, um, <laughs> in the uh, late or early. To mid two thousands, yeah, and I just stopped watching. I don't remember what episode it is where, like, all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, Ralph Wiggum goes, "Daddy's gun tastes like pennies." <laughs> 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 Who's your favorite character? Yes, my favorite character, uh, Homer. Yeah, it's Homer's just the best. Yeah. Who's yeah. your favorite Seinfeld character? That's in the, that that's a good rabbit it's, hole. Ooh, it's got to be George. George. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not racist, so it's not Kramer. <laughs> Actually, I am racist, and that's why it's great. Oh, that explains the Jim Croce. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so one, I really need to edit out that last bit. That was a joke. Uh, I don't want to get canceled ten years from now if uh, yeah. when I finally get like a good job. <laughs> I had this shithead employee that looks up my name and says, like, "Oh, uh, there's a podcast here." Exactly. <laughs> 
Adam, what was the funniest episode you were on? <laughs> yeah, the company's owned by a single mother. I am fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If you're lucky, she'll be angry when she does it. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so why? Sorry. What's your second favorite? I was I was drifting off into the 80s there. Uh, my second favorite thing about the 80s was MASH. Nice. It, brought, okay. it brought in the 80s, like from the 70s. Uh-huh. And when the last episode aired, which was, in, I think it was around 1982, I mean, it literally was the, everybody, everybody saw that episode. I don't care what, where you were at, you, you stopped and watched that episode. It was, and then it was like this, like, closure, and then it was like the 80s started. It was, it was, for me, as a kid, it was one of the big turning points. It was kind of like when we let the 70s go. And the end of that show was like the beginning of like the fun times because it was like letting go of Great this pick. show based on, you know, Vietnam and everything. And it was like that closing uh, Korean war, excuse me, Korean war. Yeah. Korean. And it, but it was the closure of that. And it, it, it that's when we like kind of left the seventies behind when mash ended. And that's when it felt like the eighties started. It was a big deal. I also like, uh, believe it or not, I watched mash every night, even as a kid, mm-hmm. like I had this like black and white TV I would have in my room. And I would watch MASH every night, and then I'd watch Conan. Uh, but it was like on like Fox or something like every single night like at 10 o'clock. Well, yeah, back in the 90s, it was syndicated all the time. Yeah, it is a great show. Phenomenally if funny. I, if, I'd, if I'd have known that it could start in the 70s and then end in the 80s, mm-hmm. caveat, it definitely would be in my top five. It's an excellent, excellent show. Great show. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I fucks with uh, MASH. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, what's your second favorite? For my all right, for my second favorite, I wanted to I wanted to pick a comedy, and I started to kind of list out. All right, what are what are my favorite comedies from the eighties? Surprisingly, not a lot of eighties comedies shows mm-hmm. made it a list. There's just yeah. not a lot of sitcoms that I felt were like there was stuff I liked in the eighties, but nothing that I could go back today and go that was in my mind objectively. I'm excited for right other now. Than, other than Seinfeld and because I the other Simpsons. than but I wasn't th- I didn't think about Seinfeld or The Simpsons for some reason those I really thought of those as nineties shows mm-hmm. and so I didn't put them in my list. You were too busy um, thinking like about I said, Michael it's Keaton's it's, cod. Like I said, it's that, fine man. that you did. So uh, no, I, I picked Spaceballs. Ah, okay. Spaceballs, great comedy. Uh, John Candy. Mel Brooks is great. John Mel Brooks. It's one great. of Mel Brooks's better movies. Yes. Um, just joke after joke after joke after joke. It's amazing. May the Schwartz be with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I and they broke the, the when they broke the was it the third wall or the fourth wall? Like when it, like halfway through the movie, I can talking to yeah. the camera. I'm like, yeah. whoa! I can quote first time I so much that. of Spaceballs. I've seen that movie so many times. I've probably spe- seen it more times than Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> which it's a parody of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great movie. We're in now. That is Lots a solid pick. Solid pick. When do we go to then? <laughs> had, had one we of the just great- missed it. When? Just now. <laughs> when will then be now? Soon. <laughs> I had so, one of the great thespians of the 80s, Rick Moranis. Oh, yeah. God, Rick it. Moranis doesn't yep. get enough credit he does, as a comic actor, and he is absolutely fantastic in that movie. He just owns it so and well. And his physical comedy in that movie is outstanding. I mean, the way he yes. moves yeah. his face, everything is just like, man, that's a He pro. will show up again on this list. He'll yeah. show up again on this list for sure. Okay, so my number two uh, is The Simpsons. It is hands down, I think, my favorite TV show of all time. I've seen every episode except for probably like the last 10 new ones that have aired. I've seen them hundreds of times. And 
yeah, we already discussed it. It's the great, greatest. And so then my number three, kind of cheesy, but still great. I've seen it more times than I can count, is Aliens, the second movie okay, in the Alien franchise. That was franchise. Uh, definitely my honorable mention. Solid. Definitely my James honorable James Cameron. Yep. Peak, Sigourney peak. Weaver kills it in that movie. <coughs> it's got great a great action. plot. It's dark. Great action. It's cheesy. Paxton does a good job in the mm-hmm. movie, too. Game it's over, man. 80s. Game over. It's got yeah. Paul Reiser. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It Bishop doesn't get more cool 80s than that. Yeah. That was the first Android I ever saw. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Loved it. It, it leveled was definitely up. My, I, it yeah. was, when I first made this list, it was in the top five, yeah. and I just come up, kept seeing like, I was like, oh, I got to drop it yeah. below this. But it was definitely in there. And I still, it's honorable mention. I, I still say, game over, man. Yeah. Game, game over. Yeah. All the time because of that movie. Yeah, I've seen that movie so many times. And I will watch it again and again. It's just a great, great movie. Lots of suspense. Mm-hmm. It's got a little bit of a horror element to it, but not too much. It's just, it's, got, excellent. It's, got, it's, it's so well done. And it holds up. Yeah, yes, it, it does. does. It's up. one of those that if you watch it today, other than some of the, like the fashion choices and whatnot, yeah, you can't quite tell. You could you could guess what decade. Dan, it is see, in. you just don't understand Space Marines. <laughs> space Marines have a very. Specific I just uniform. chose Space Balls <laughs> as my number two. That was like there were that was their whole military, right? For President Scroob. Fair enough. <laughs> so, Dan, what's your number three? All right, my number three. I wanted to do something with music, and um, so I, I, I again, I tried to be very deliberate. Thought about albums, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot. I, I'm a, I'm an '80s fan. There's a lot of great music that came from the '80s. But as far as like, if I'm picking just an album where every song, start to finish, is good, and I can listen to it all the way through, that's where things start to get a little slim. There's good albums. There's a lot of really good albums in the 80s, but is there an album that in the same way as a movie, I'm not just watching it going, hey, it has, it has these good scenes. This is a thing I can listen to all the way through. So for my 80s pick, it's Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. And Juan, your third pick? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> there's a book I that read. almost made my list. There's a book I read. I, um, I, there's an author that I like a lot named Chuck Klosterman. Yeah, he's great. You know Chuck Klosterman? Yeah, he does a lot of sports stuff. Have you read Fargo Rock City? No, I have watched Fargo Rock. Fargo Rock City is a novel that he wrote that catalogs his entire experience growing up as a teenager in the 80s in mm-hmm. Fargo, North oh, Dakota. Oh, that was a pun. Okay. And he also, he deconstructs every bit of 80s hair metal and makes this case for it as to why it's important. And ultimately, after you go through all of the terrible 80s heavy metal what the final kind of judgment is, is that he, he, uh, he argues it all had to exist so that we could get Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction <laughs> because that is the perfect 80s rock record. That is from so top, him, too. From start to finish. And like that's the most accurate way that it's worth to going through all of the warrants and the wingers <laughs> wow. and oh, yeah, the man. wasps and the rats to get to Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. And yeah. from there, nothing else is nothing else is as important, right? And it's, it's a shame they didn't get a couple more chances at it, and their era came to a close so quickly. Yeah, like because yeah, they they were a whole new thing. They and they talk about standing up. A lot of their songs still stand up, still holds up. Yeah. Even the '90s stuff still holds up when it got a little too over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually, I read that what he was going to call that book Appetite for Deconstruction. <laughs> yeah. But he couldn't get the licensing <laughs> for it and stuff, so he had to go with his, fucking Axel his Rose, second that title. Fucking yeah. Prick. Man, yeah, that, they were 
that was very close to making that was going to be my only music pick and i started listening to the album uh i couldn't i was like uh, I, got I, I listened to it coming up today and i think it's a perfect representation of that decade and mm-hmm. for as as much as what happened then that's probably the best rock record that could have happened in that whole decade i think we can all agree that duff mckagan is the only reason that that Guns N' Roses is a great band, right? Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> you just like it because he's named after the beer from The Simpsons. Yeah, right. <laughs> Give me he's that named Duff. Duff. Yeah. I yeah. remember whenever they made that super group uh, with Scott Weiland. Or Velvet Revolver. Velvet Revolver. Revolver. And they're like, oh, they got Duff? I'm like, who the fuck's Duff? <laughs> who cares if they have the bass player? And Duff. Hey, yeah, nobody yeah. cares about the bass player from Guns N' Roses. Give me Slash or give me Axel. Most That's underrated member of Guns N' Roses, Izzy Stradlin. Izzy wrote like every one of their hits. You go look at their track listing, and it's like all of the songs that they're known for written by Izzy Stradlin. Is that their drummer or their rhythm guitarist? The rhythm guitarist. Ask, rhythm slash lead. That's the other thing you don't know about Guns N' Roses. A lot of the guitar solos are Izzy. It's not all slash. Did not know that. Shout out it's to like Izzy Stradlin. Malcolm Young wrote most of the ACDC Same, uh, yep. songs. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Juan... What's your uh, third favorite? My third favorite. Uh, gosh, I kind of went back and forth on that one because it was in the middle. But I, I, just as a general, I would say the third most important thing for me in the 80s because I was a teenager uh, was Prince. If it weren't for Prince, there would have been a lot less ass. Uh, between like <laughs> 1984 and 89. So thank you very much, Prince. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Was there one specific record? Uh, I would say Under the Cherry Moon. Nice. Because uh, it had a lot of really cool, like slow shit. It was pretty, it was dope. I love that album. Not the Batman soundtrack. No, hated that. Not, you know, didn't like Bat Dance. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually like embarrassed as a Prince fan at that point, but not me. That's 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 what made it for me. That sealed the deal. Yeah, I never got into Prince to be honest. Like, uh, I don't know much enough of his catalog. I know like um, Purple Rain. I know um, Puss Control. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Like, and I re- whenever I was blown away when he was on the Super Bowl. Yeah. He comes out there and he fucking shreds. I was like, holy shit, Prince can play guitar. Go. Oh, dude, he could tell. I'm like, I have, I have to second, I might have to revisit Prince. Prince gets a lot of credit for number for two things for me. Number one, like a lot of his records, he he did this kind of Trent Reznor uh approach where it's just all him. Like every instrument that you hear is him. Well, Billy Billy yeah. Corgan's another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um the other thing is when you go back and look at like the eighties as a whole, how many of the songs that were popular hits that were just written by him that he didn't want to do that oh, he gave really? to other people. Oh, yeah, so it's an many. astonishing amount. Yeah. It's like, it's like too many to list. Nothing uh, compares then, to you, which was a huge hit for her. Well, he wrote that. He wrote, he wrote that. nothing compares to yeah, you. That, he ooh, did. Uh, that song is one of the few songs that can get me in my feels. He did manic Monday, song. I think was another one by the, didn't he do that one? Manic Monday. Uh, you're not really selling him on that one. That's, that's why. He, that's why he, no, he wrote it. Stuff it, that he didn't like as much, but he still wrote it. He was like, "Yeah, I wrote this song." He's like, here, you can it. have this, hit. and it still became a hit. <laughs> right. Pride of Minnesota, Prince. Yeah. Isn't he Jehovah's Witness or something like that? Yeah. He's like, I hear that he like he still was big into that even up until he died. Like he would go like out and like evangelize. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, Kevin Smith has that uh, story that he told where like Prince hired him to 
direct a concert that he was going to put on uh-huh. and he never went through with it. He tells the story like the concert was basically going to be like half songs that Prince does, which is just all about basically just ass. Yeah. And then like the other <laughs> half was just going to be about Jesus. Yeah. Gotta, <laughs> it's like, those are the two things. Do that you need anything most, else? Like ass and Jesus. No. Yeah. Yeah, Juan's actually got a good point there. Like what else could you ask for? That's true. Juan. It's kind of the abyss. That's the most American concert of all time. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> So what's your third favorite, Adam? Uh, third favorite, um, I'm going to have to go with this one because I don't want somebody else to pick it before me, which I think it might be on some other lists as well. And by, by all means, pick it yourself. Yeah. It's Coming to America. Nice. That movie is fucking hysterical. Everything about it, start to finish, is entertaining. And I love that he played multiple characters. and uh, Arsenio played a couple of characters. Yep. And I, it just had me laughing throughout the whole thing. Well, my name is Peaches, and I'm the best. <laughs> yeah. The DJs want to fill my breast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, It'll be revisited. The, 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 the barbershop scenes, classic. Yep. Like the, what's it, uh, clean the royal penis, hysterical. <laughs> James Earl Jones somehow in it. The fake ass McDonald's. The, uh, the McDowell's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we have the golden it. arcs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the, probably, in my opinion, the funniest Eddie Murphy movie. Uh, obviously, there could be arguments for others, but. No, that, that is the funniest the shit, like from beginning to end. Every yeah. character in that movie is funny. Yeah. I'm excited slash worried they're going to make another one. Oh, they're going to fuck uh, it up, man. You can't. I think they're gonna <laughs> don't follow that. That being said, has, I mean, has Eddie Murphy ever fucked anything up? Uh, Dr. Doolittle, Pluto Nash, Pluto Nash. Thousand Words, <laughs> yeah. Haunted House, or whatever, Norbit, Life. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, you like Norbit? I'm kidding. <laughs> Both Nutty Professor life. Two, <laughs> Life. <laughs> what did he say? He said Life. Oh, dude, he's no the movie. Life. Oh, oh, yeah. Actually, I liked <laughs> the life. movie with him and uh, that was Martin Lawrence too, Martin right? Lawrence, yeah. yeah, that was a good movie. Bernie Mac. Uh, it was just yeah. like two hours of the same bit, though. That was the only thing for me. Like they were funny. It was funny the first 20 minutes. But yeah, it was they're the in prison. Over and over. They can't exactly leave prison. It just, they still should be funny. <laughs> Stir Crazy was the better. I want to be funny as shit if movie. I go to jail. Whatever I got to do to keep Shawshank laughing and not fucking me, movie. I'll do Shawshank it. Shawshank is the best prison movie. Absolutely, hands down best. Second best, Ernest Goes to Prison. Yes. Ernest Goes to Prison. <laughs> is that the one where his lookalike breaks out and is like the only thing that changes yeah, yeah, his yeah, hair yeah. slip back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, yeah. Man, Great I, movie. Hey, Vern, it, I, it's Ernest. Did y'all watch that show? That's an 80s show. Yeah. 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 Oh, that might make my list. Now hey, you're Vern, fucking up Ernest. Adam's list over here. <laughs> just yeah. because, just because, hey, Vern, it's Ernest had this one like recurring segment on every episode where the guy would teach you how to make sound effects from the movies. Do you remember that? Yeah. And it was always the same sound effect. He would just make a fart noise in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like every movie had the same kind of title. He'd be like, this movie, this sound effects from a movie called Frankenstein's a coming. Frankenstein's a coming. Yeah. <laughs> he'd like just make the fart noise and that's it. That's all you That did. shit was cutting edge. And I don't think you haven't seen anything since then. No. Like if I could pick Ernest oh as just a character, God. that would be there. <laughs> none of the movies are good enough to make my list like as a by itself. Still a great character. Ernest Saves I, Christmas? Come on. Oh, great <laughs> movie. I watched them all. I watched, I watched that every Christmas for probably 15 years. Oh, my God. And Ernest Scared Stupid <laughs> classic. I need, I need oxygen. Yeah. He's just like... Uh, <laughs> yeah. like Hilarious no, gags. I need oxygen. Yeah. He's got like a ventilator. <laughs> that was like... And that was by far the no saddest I have ever been. By far. When the in memoriam mm-hmm. for the Oscars, because I had no idea. Oh, that Jim Varney? Yeah. Passed? Yeah. I was like, oh, what the fuck, Ernest? 
Ernest had a huge part of my childhood. Ernest yeah. P. Whirl, yeah. And yep. he deserves mention on this if he's not going to make anybody's list. I think we, I oh think well, he just, but he definitely deserves, yeah, he mention. definitely deserves some props. I think you should replace your, your answer. Oh, you hate Coming to America? I think you should replace Coming to America with some Ernest movies. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably going to be even more upset that I'm picking this next one without, without Ernest. But I love this movie. It's wholly unique. I get that it's just my taste. Mm hmm. But for me, it hit so many uh, like things that I like that I have to get in my top five. Monster Squad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Police Academy 4. No, uh, oh, Citizens <laughs> on Patrol? <laughs> uh, is Blade Runner. Ooh. Okay. 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 Like I said, it. Solid it, choice. It, ha- it, had, it hit so many things that I like personally mm-hmm. um, that I, I had to put it on the list. And it holds up. Yeah. Um, it's super interesting, way, way ahead of its time. So and the stuff that they're talking about, freaking Westworld would not exist without Blade Runner. But right. which version? Because there's like, I like there's them the all, theatrical, really. the director's mm-hmm. cut, the final cut. Yeah, there are a ton of different versions. I mean, I liked them all. I'd probably go with the... I, the I pro- not the theatrical... Like, there's one that's between theatrical and the... Which one? There's one that's... Like, too much. There's one, and like the new one that came out with, uh, what's his name? Gosling. Oh, Gosling. Oh, I loved it. It. They, it was very similar to the one that was too long. I don't know if it yeah. was the director's cut or the final cut, where there's like, there's these landscape scenes, which I like, mm-hmm. and one of the reasons why I love the movie, but it's like a, a five minute zoom in. I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, enough is enough. And the new movie was like that big time. Like, I really like, like the new like movie. 10 minute scenes where you see Gosling driving. It's beautiful. Yeah. But like, I get it. Let's move on to the next scene. That's what made me like it, though, because that was different. Mm-hmm. And like Ridley Scott just did such a good job at making something completely unique and different. And that's actually what kept me interested in it. I was like, it's not just quick cuts and progressing oh, no. along. But so even quickly. the shortest version is still good. It's, it's still long. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, that's it's why I, I, I don't want the movie. theatrical version. That one is yeah. it was still good, but it could have been longer. Could like I could have used more of that. Yeah. But there's yeah. another one that's just like. Blows it out over the top. Holy shit! I gotta change my list. I don't. I'm not opposed to the theatrical version. I'm sticking to mine. Everybody says the voiceover was like the thing that killed it. Yeah, I thought the voiceover kind of added to the whole noir Uh aspect of it. It reminded me of um, you know, multi. You watch Maltese Falcon or a lot of those other. I was thinking of like the Steve Martin parody one that he did called Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a that's a great movie and a. uh, it's also based on the writings of one of the greatest science fiction authors of all time, Philip K. Dick. Yeah. Yep. Guy who did Man in the High Castle. Sure is. So many other great, great books. Yeah, he inspired a lot of great work. So that was your fourth? Yeah, man. Uh, can we do a sixth? Pick? <laughs> you know what? Uh, I, might have, I might change my answer, too. So, Juan, what was your fourth favorite thing from the 80s? Harlem Nights, man. Har- huh. Harlem Nights. For me, as a comedy, it was so, dude. Everybody that I loved, like, everybody was in that. And it was straight legends. For oh, sure. my God. I mean, we, I use phrases from that. Sh- oh, you want to hit people with garbage cans? Like, if my, wife, <laughs> if my wife's like going out to kick someone's ass or something, or, you know, she's like, I'll shoot your pinky toe. Like, I mean, dude, it, the scene where, <laughs> where they're having a gunfight scene and these guys are all firing off all these automatic oh, weapons, fuck. Tommy guns, and the guy keeps popping over this pea shooter single shot. And he's like, Why did yeah. you bring that down, motherfucker? And then he's just like, Stop <laughs> shooting it. Just stop. And he's like, Pow. He's like, Shit. <laughs> It was just great, and the, you know, the, and the the old guy, you know, 
they was blind. There was a, they had around the tables. And they would always be like, you're blind, motherfucker. And he goes, good see shit. <laughs> oh, my God. It was just, it was one of the guilty pleasures of the 80s. And I, I literally could watch that movie like every day, probably. I've never actually seen Harlem Nights. Oh my what? god! I've never seen it. I know. I know the movie. I know uh-huh. it's uh, Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor. Yeah, but I've just never got around to. Oh my god! And the the, the 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 madam. Oh shit! Those are my hoes. Like you know, I know how to take care of my hoes. Actually, oh. that might be a movie that I'd probably get the jokes a lot more now than if I'd seen it in the eighties. That's it so it's yeah. probably a lot better that I haven't seen it because now if I go watch oh, it, it's a must I think watch. I'll enjoy it a lot more. As a comedian, you will understand the the comedy genius in that film. Unbelievably funny. So, Dan, what is your fourth favorite? Okay, man. I've I'm I'm running out of options here and, and I've got a long list. There's um can I just have can I give some shout outs? Real quick to some special movies that didn't quite make the list. Didn't make your honorable to. mentions either. Yeah, because well, they, these are on my honorable mentions list, but um, I didn't know if we were going to go through all of them. Because just get, do a quick shout out. Okay, then. so Airplane, uh-huh. Bill oh, and Ted's it, Excellent whoa, 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 Adventure. What the fuck's going on here? I'm just doing. Um, um, this, as I get to my number four, this is like the you know there were some other ones that I it's thought just were straight stealing stuff <laughs> off the list. I could have, yeah. Airplane, stolen valor over here. Airplane's like a great. Um, Back to the Future, Little Shop of Horrors, which is another Rick Moranis uh-huh. movie that's got a fucking brilliant performance. So by he's Steve doing Martin this before his fourth pick. So I he am. can straight trump us for our honorable <laughs> mentions. You're goddamn right. Um, but I don't know. I, I chose, I'm going to stick with my original answer. I chose Predator. Good nice. movie. Predator cheesy, but with good. Schwarzenegger. The best, not, hand, the best handshake of all time. Honestly, not as cheesy when you go back and watch it. It's got, <laughs> it's it's very like high adrenaline uh-huh. and high, it's super masculine. It's like yeah. so overly masculine. But like the straight up plot of it still holds up. And it it's does. a solid yeah. action slash horror slash yes. thing. The only cheesy stuff is the one-liners. Oh, it's one like liners. One liners stick around. Stick around. Yeah, but it's yeah. a perfect yeah. example got time of an to 80s movie done well. But yeah. exactly. Perfect yeah. 80s movie done well. It's got it's got good plot. It's paced very well. Mm-hmm. It holds up. Got good special effects, good practical effects. 80s were into whole like Muppets type stuff. You got yeah. a, a creature feature type thing going on. Uh, Predator just it owns. It's such a good movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna argue with Predator. That's a great flick. It's a great movie. Uh probably my f- one of my top five Schwarzenegger picks of all time. I and got that time to bleed. T2 is by far his best. <laughs> yeah, but that one, I was going to pick that one. But that was in is the that 90s. the 80s? That's the 90s. It was the 90s. Oh, I was, I was, was saying, like well, 92. No, I was saying Schwarzenegger in general. But that's his best one, for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Little that's, Eddie the best, that's, the best, that's the best yeah. action movie ever made. Easy money. Agree- yeah. <laughs> Are we all in agreement on that? No. Uh, T2 is not the best action movie. Ever Name movie. me one better. Uh, I, we'll have to get it. Anything. Sorry. Why, well, I'm not big on the Terminator franchise. Not even T two. No, like it's 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 good. It's the best one out of the Terminator movies, but it's still, in my opinion, too drawn out. Especially like the last twenty minutes. Get it back, to, get back to me when you come up with a better action on movie. And on and yeah. on. that's the prototype, in my opinion. Is mm. T two? Not to mention Guns and Roses. GNR. <laughs> GNR featured all throughout T two, baby. Oh yeah, you were so right about my... that appetite for destruction. By the way, that's a solid list all the way through. Word. My fourth favorite is another movie, and it's The Road Warrior with Mel Gibson. Huh. Okay. That's the, my favorite of the Mad Maxes for sure. 
I I love I've always loved that movie. It's what got me into like dystopian films and TV shows and books. It's just really interesting. For some reason, it's just the the premise of it is really fascinating. I like the fact that it's like a lot of men in S and M outfits. I get yes, it. That, I see the appeal exactly. I always think about Adam dressed as you know. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Adam goes by the Chode Warrior. <laughs> It doesn't help that I'm bald. <laughs> One of the main I just bad picture guys. you like walking into HEB with a little zipper mask, just like <laughs> unzipping. Excuse me, where's the fresh produce? <laughs> so yeah, that's always just been. I, I've watched. I can watch. It's like Aliens. I can watch that again and again and again. And then finally getting into music on number five. It's one song. And it's huh. because I came from California in the Bay Area. Oh, Chili Peppers. Nope. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Lights by Journey. Okay. What's that? Lights, lights. by Journey. When the lights go, go down, down in, in the, the city. city. Good thing you uh, snatched that one up because that was going to be my <laughs> next pick. Ooh, right before that, that bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How so, can you go from Road Warrior... Uh, I don't know, like, I, it's a badass movie. Mm-hmm. You can have your criticisms, whatever they are. It's fucking badass. Yeah. To fucking lights. Yeah. Journey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, the thing is, is you. Separate Ways is a better song, but. But the thing is, it's, there's, Separate Ways is a great song. Journey has a ton of great songs. The thing is, for me, it's very, very personal. I grew up a San Francisco Giants baseball fan, and every di- every time you go to a game, at the end of the game, they play that song, and the whole crowd sings along. It's a, they're a San Francisco right. band. I grew up listening to that music, and it's very nostalgic for me. It's just a great song. I rem- it always brings back the feeling of like going to see the Giants play, e- a kid as a teenager, you know, just singing that song with forty thousand other people. It's baseball. It's America. It's fantastic. Okay. I loved in basketball. Like no, <laughs> Steve Perry. Yeah, like, no more journey. <laughs> That's how you psych him out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should have been gone long ago. <laughs> when I was a kid, the, that song Sherry. I uh-huh. used to think the lyrics was like "Ho Sherry, hose off, hose off, <laughs> hose don't take off, hose off, hose off." <laughs> but if they're so, good, they usually need a shower. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about actual prostitutes now? I'm sorry. Flashback to the 80s again. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. on wax, people. That's yep, wax. Still picking the pubes out save of my teeth to this posterity. day. Yeah, save for posterity. So, Dan, what is your fifth favorite? All right. Number five. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. This is Spinal Tap. Oh, Epic. solid. Excellent. <laughs> Epic, it. solid movie. Um, it holds up. To the day, 100%. Mm-hmm. like the first pe- of those mockumentary types. The, yeah, I think it was. Uh, no, so there's there's one that came before that the Monty Python guys did that they were parroting the Beatles, and it was called the Ruggles. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's that's that it's out. just as funny, but it was not in the '80s, and it's hilarious. But uh, yeah, this is Spinal Tap. It's special because it's not only hilarious; it's improv. They're I mm-hmm. mean they're they're making stuff up on the spot, but they're also really good musicians. To the point where, like, they performed at Live Aid. Uh, they started, like, the movie came first, and the songs were so good, even though they're hilarious, that, like, the band actually got to do other albums mm-hmm. and go out and tour as Spinal Tap, which I yeah. think is just outstanding, right? 
Uh, but yeah, if you go back and like listen to the lyrics of her songs, it's absolutely hilarious. Like I love all of those Christopher Guest movies. I don't, I think Spinal Tap. I don't know if that was his. He wrote. So I don't know, Rob Reiner really directed it. it. Yeah, I knew Reiner. Yeah. He, he's in it too, right? Yeah. Um, it's excellent. It's a hilarious movie. It holds up 100 percent and was very unique. Very very unique. So Juan, what's your fifth favorite? My my fifth favorite. I, I was going to make it an event because it was going to be the second WrestleMania, even though that's not, doesn't really fit. <laughs> but, uh, cause I was here in Detroit and it was a big deal. But anyways, uh, it, the fifth one, I kind of went back and forth on, but, uh, actually, and I know I'm probably going to catch some shit for this one, but it was RoboCop. Oh, and here's my. why, here's why yeah. though. Here's why. Please Ro- explain yourself. Okay. Because RoboCop was like one of the first times where it was like, he just, it was, I thought it was going to be like a kid's movie. Yeah. And dude, Robocop just fucks shit up. Just. <laughs> yeah. A guy gets blown to pieces. I'll give you that. So, that was entertaining. You know, and like, so I was at the age where that was just so, you know, I was like 14 or, fi- you know, 15 when that. So I was like, yeah, just, you know, blowing shit up in how, school when, you know, because all you're doing you- in the eighties is trying to get laid and watch it blow up. That was how <laughs> much of it was the fact that he could pull a gun out of his thigh. Like that was the coolest part of RoboCop. And yeah, it was pretty badass. I, don't, I was like, why is Red Foreman in this movie? I don't know. Yeah, I was like, I even I love the know. character I, on the new Mortal Kombat because his fatality is so dope. So that's another thing, kind of like, um, like not Goonies. Uh, some other movies I've seen late in life that were classics. Mm-hmm. I saw them with adult eyes, like for the first time. And that can really fuck with you because, like, Robocop, the first time I ever saw it, I was in my 20s. So, oh, that would have probably seemed stupid then. And, you know. uh, yeah, so it's not really fair for me to, like, I mean, I get it. It was really, it was cool even when it's watching as an adult. I, it was because I usually, like, this was ahead of its time. Yeah. It's an interesting concept. Uh, but much like almost everything out of the 80s, it didn't deliver on its potential, right. in my opinion. But I get it. I mean, uh, Robocop was uh, huge. And it was just so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything else was really fluffy, and it was dark as fuck, and it was not fluffy. And I was like, "Yeah, you know." So. RoboCop is is probably the most violent movie I was allowed to watch as a kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I didn't see it as a kid, but like, like no. they're shooting like the scene where they kill Murphy. At oh, they the blow him to shit. Like it's so grotesque and over the yeah. top. And I'm, I was like, "Why?" Seven years old watching that. Like my dad <laughs> let me rent it, and I thought it was a cool thing. And my honorable mention, I only got one was uh toxic avenger oh shit I, the first one it was the filthiest most violent grotesque shit i saw in the 80s and of course as a teenager i just ate that shit up toxic is that the shit. guy who had like a mop bucket as part yeah. of his body yep. yeah well he was a mop boy then fell in toxic waste and you know became the monster and then he had a, a hot blind girlfriend in the second one it was it was really dope i liked it the whole series and here's, here's how it comes full circle you were talking about south park earlier mm-hmm. they got their first couple of movies i think one of them they did a cannibal the musical yeah, yeah. and yeah. orgasmo were yeah. financed by the troma company which made toxic avenger <laughs> in the 80s hey. and a whole bunch of other really really bad straight really bad like movies. b movie yeah. yeah oh yeah it was but, but there's the this, like, whole subculture that people love them yeah, have, that's a whole niche of movies. Is people who just not. like crack, like crazy, weird effects that are over the top. Like, there's a great documentary. I wish I knew the name of it on Netflix that just talks about those yeah, I saw that. companies that that barely survived, 
but they and they made the tons of movies. They're like, this next one's gonna be our big hit, and it's a piece of shit. <laughs> like Charles Bronson was in a lot of their movies, but it was like, it's really interesting. I'll, I'll look it up and I'll you put it in the show notes or whatever. I don't know, but um, check it out. It's on Netflix. Just look up '80s movies Netflix. Okay, I don't know if that's still oh, out it's there. Something Bugaloo. <laughs> something. It's something. Electric Boogaloo or something like that. Break into Is that Electric break into Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo, yeah. But it's a, yeah, it's a play on that. That's the breakdancing like movie. Oh, I think yeah. it's just called Electric Boogaloo. Uh, it's an excellent documentary. Very entertaining. Check that out. What so, about the Fat Boys? You remember them? The fat boys. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, With uh, Buffy. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> what is this? Fat Boys? They is... were one of the early rap groups. It was. Uh, oh, I don't know. But they were uh, all like, that was their. The human beatbox, man. They were Fat Boys. It was Buffy, the human beatbox. Was Fatboy Slim one of those guys? Nah, man. No, <laughs> These one, you guys let me fat. sit in silence. You have to let me sit in silence and think about what I did. <laughs> the disappointment in Dan's eyes. <laughs> it's like, that's not even getting a response. So, <laughs> what's your number five? Actually, my number fi- five, it's, I don't know how I didn't think of this mm-hmm. when I was making this list. It is by far the movie I've seen the most on this list and it's in my top five most seen movies of all time. It is a excellent movie. The critics back that up. The awards back that up. Uh, I love it to this day. I was devastated. I had an ex-girlfriend who had tried to get to sit through this movie three times and she fell asleep every time and I was furious. Can that bitch. Exactly. And it is Amadeus. <laughs> oh, solid choice. I love that movie. Dude, good call. Yeah, and I forgot about it. I'm ashamed of myself. Amadeus but, is a great movie. Oh, I have yeah. Not seen yeah, it all the, the homeschool kids saw that shit. What? I've yeah. never seen it the whole way through. You, for you, you liking music the way you do, Mark, mm-hmm. watch Amadeus. Okay, it's I'll worth, take a morning, a Sunday morning, when you got three hours, and watch it all the way through. Okay, it's funny. It's, uh, it does a really good job of like breaking down the musicality of Mozart and uh-huh. the other composers oh, yeah. at that time. How, like it's incredibly well written. It's inspiring uh, even really. And that was 84. That was yeah. early 80. Yeah. Amadeus is a really good movie. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Cause I've heard, I thought you were going to say like Indiana Jones and the last crusade. I thought you were going to say breakfast club. No, I got, I've watched Amadeus legitimately <laughs> 15 times. Breakfast Club doesn't really hold up, though. No, it does not. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not, surpri- I'm not surprised that wasn't on anyone's list at all. So <laughs> Amadeus, one more thing before moving on. Watch the director's cut. There's, it, it's got one, two scenes that are completely useless, where he's got like a pupil and it's at their house or some shit. Mm-hmm. But there's one scene that they cut out of the movie that's like a 10, probably 10-minute 10 scene, that makes the movie even better. It makes way more sense. Uh, uh, Stanzi, the, the fact that she hates um, Salieri, it makes way more sense with the director's cut nice. than in the movie. Like, why does she hate this guy? Yeah. But um, so watch the director's cut. Oh, it's a, got it. Amadeus is as close to a ten out of ten as I will give to a movie, and I have a couple movies like that. It's up there. Amadeus, Amadeus. And I have some honorable mentions I'm going to rail through, just like Dan did. I did it. Just got, I knocked off the list for Amadeus, Mm -hmm. Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. Fucking great movie. It's it's good. I just watched that last week, man. (laughs) Have you ever seen it before? Fucking great. No, it's just... Gotta watch. I gotta watch that. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I try to watch that one every Thanksgiving because there's not a lot of Thanksgiving movies. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's my favorite John Candy movie. She had a baby who was born sideways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, uh, Big uh-huh. was excellent. Oh, Tom yeah, Hanks. 
Black Adder, if you like British humor, is mm-hmm. big. Is big changes though when you realize that, that she's a creep. Yeah, like that she statutory raped a boy. Yeah, and like she watches him turn back into a boy. Like that lady's gonna have tons of psychological damage. After, <laughs> as soon as the credits roll, you're like, oh, she's fucked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or high fives. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Or, and there's more. A princess, the Princess Bride. Princess Great. Bride's oh, yeah, man. Yeah. We left okay. some bangers, yeah. guys. Yeah. That's, That's a banger. A Stand By Me. Solid. Wait, has everyone done their five? I thought that was the last one, right? That's our, yeah, we're okay. done with the top five. Indiana Jones, Raiders, or Raiders, I think or Last Crusade Last is Crusade also was 89, 80s. yeah. Um, and I had Aliens, which okay. you already had on your list. Yeah. Princess Bride is, is probably the most quotable movie of the 80s. It's, it's yes. up there. Like, sure. hands down. And it, but not even just, like, the typical, like, my name is Inigo Montoya. Like, the whole... Inconceivable. After the inconceivable, the bat, that whole battle of wits scene yes. is probably the single best scene in the whole movie. I love it. When he goes, <laughs> he goes, I switched glasses. You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The first of which is never get involved in a land war in Asia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, the second, but only slightly less known, is never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Like, those are the two most well-known things is yeah. never get involved in a Land War in Asia. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Who wrote that movie? That movie is the the guy that impeccable. wrote the book. Yeah, uh, um, so many quotes his, for that. I movie, forgot man. his name, but it's the same guy that wrote the book that wrote the movie. And fun fact: uh, the music for that movie was Mark Knopfler. Oh, Mark Knopfler! I have no idea who that is. From Dire Straits, <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, okay. I know the one song. So, I didn't even know the F word was in it multiple times. <laughs> so you mentioned Dire Straits. That's how you take it full circle. I had a guy. I have way too much knowledge of silly shit like that. That's never going to do me any good. <laughs> I'm that's blown like away. My life. It's Jeopardy stuff. Like I remember in high school, uh, we had a teacher that was. He had like a similar kind of personality as me, and he had a pop. He <laughs> had really a, related to your high school teacher. I got. I did you. Okay. high school English teacher. Shout out to Mr. Ber- Bergeron. Uh, I think that was his name. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> really, Anyways, he really, had a really, he really, really positively affected my life. Yeah. <laughs> but he had, I remember one time he had a bonus question on his quiz that was like, what year did Van Halen's album 1984 come out? And I was the only one that got it right because it came out in 1983. Uh-huh. Nice anecdote. It was a really good story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I found 10 bucks. <laughs> you found 10 bucks? I found $10. And yeah. that's how it's equal in your brain <laughs> to exactly. the story. Of this. <laughs> that's how you save a story. That's, that's yeah. Clearly going nowhere. So, yeah. <laughs> My top two are both musical. Whoa, so whoa, you whoa, can whoa, tell. Whoa, whoa, Top two. T- the two most tr- trashiest, awful the worst? garbage okay. from the 80s. Oh, so you're getting two with your first pick. Okay. No, no, no. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm going to do one, then we'll go back around. But I'm just saying, there's a theme here. Gotcha, I really sorry. don't like sorry 80s music. So the first one is one of the worst songs ever written, in my opinion, Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. Uh. Oh. <laughs> That is hard on the ears. I will agree I, with that. It, it borderline. I want to kick myself in the nuts when it comes on because it hurts less. That music video makes no sense. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> like there's a- they're on a steamboat and it looks like, <laughs> like everybody's dressed in like impressionist <laughs> kind of yeah. clothing. It's is like, that harmonica in the background? Can you oh get yeah, that off please. Yeah, it's in the, yeah. That it's song in is garbage. Video. And it's it like is. a synth harmonica. Yeah, yeah. It's like a setting he- on a Casio keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> It's somehow yeah. worse. It, it grates on the nerves. It grates mm. on the brain. I swear, like, your IQ goes down every time you listen to it. It is terrible. Will you say that your IQ comes and goes? 
asshole. <laughs> if I had something other than my throne, my fo- phone, I would throw it at you. I'm so proud of you right now. <laughs> Adam's getting kicked in the balls right after this is over. <laughs> It is. I, I completely back up the pick. That song is a piece of shit. Yeah, I know. So yeah, that w- that uh, I have nothing but disdain and hatred for that song. So mm. Dan, what is your bottom five? The first one. Okay, so I didn't know I could pick one single song. I, I, I again, I kind of went more, more album. with with albums. Um, so I picked the album, and it's fine because I it's more about the artist than anything. Is a uh, face value by Phil Collins, oh. <laughs> or and this is what I wrote in parentheses: uh, Phil Collins face value parentheses or any album he did because fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> what are some songs? I hate that Phil album. Collins. He's a bag of shit. He <laughs> made grocery store rock. Yeah, and I can't stand that whole genre of fucking. Oh, think twice. Yeah. You know? Oh, you mean oh, the eighties? God, just everything he did in the eighties. Every it's all horrible. And what frustrates me so much is that not only is it just objectively bad, but everybody likes it. Yeah. And I don't get it. I, I just don't, don't understand. Like in the air tonight, easily his worst song. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, easily I- his worst song. Played at every major sporting event ever. And it's like, it's oh, let's sit through two minutes down. of ambient trash <laughs> because there's a 10 also second known drum as that's cool. Also like, known as Batman. Fuck? It's just a hor- it's horrible. It's awful. Oh, I, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not carrying water for Phil Collins. Phil Collins no is chance. garbage. He is absolutely. He's just a, if I saw him on the street, I'd just assume punch him in the face and talk to him because he's a son of a bitch. Wait, what band? And you know he fucking almost ruined the Alamo for me? Genesis. Wait, no, I remember. It's coming back to me. I actually done it like the voice. Did you know that? Did you know? I remember. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I didn't stick the landing. That'd be like, your joke just went, (laughs) 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 So Juan, what is your... Worst thing from the eighties. Capture lightning in a bottle here. <laughs> well, the worst thing was Akinat, but we're going to leave that because we've talked about that before. But uh, <laughs> anything by Richard Marks, <laughs> it was literal fucking torture. You know why? Because he was trying to be Phil Collins. Who's that? It was in in a in a time when music was bad. He took it to a whole nother level. Um, Richard I, Marks. The person, said that, uh, the, the other group that I had, a, a group that I had for number one. Like barely, it's just barely edged him out, almost edged him out. But yeah, that's my pick. It was, it was terrible. Yeah. Richard Marks did that. uh, Wherever you go, whatever you do. Yep. And then I blow my head off. So you mean good stuff. (laughs) 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 I've I've only heard that song. Oh, terrible. And lucky you. Yeah. Lucky you. Don't look him up. It's bad. Can't get it out of your head. (laughs) So Adam. Your worst thing from the 80s. Superman 4. The oh. Quest for Peace. Oh, my God. Total piece of shit. I Terrible used to watch movie. that movie yeah. a lot when I was a kid, and it does not hold up. It was no. It, was, no, it didn't hold up at the time. It sucked at the time. It was bad. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, j- fucking fate crippled Christopher Reeves for making that movie. <laughs> Whoa! 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 I feel a little bit bad about that. Yes, you should. In a As word, you should. damn. 
(laughs) (laughs) Patrick Eady, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I mean, uh, the, the, the acting in that movie was shakier than Michael J. Fox. Uh, I'm just dig- digging myself a keep hole. Digging Dan's keep like, I'm not digging. even saying anything else on this podcast so I can have plausible deniability. Keep digging. Uh, but no, like everything about it's bad. The, the, they decided they, the budget was super low, so the special effects. They did like, oh, we don't need super special effects for a fucking Superman movie. Yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah. Honest, uh, honest trailers on YouTube did one of those that I saw, and I didn't. I never caught this watching a movie in the eighties. They only filmed like two scenes of Christopher Reeve flying, yeah. and it's just they recycle it like thirty times in the movie, <laughs> and they did a smash cut of all the times they used that same scene. Even the fight scenes are terrible. Like, yeah. like, oh my god, nobody seems engaged. Nuclear Man, yeah. Yeah, it's just it seemed all they, they get into up. like all the uh, the the ridiculous plot points. Like his one strand of hair is holding up a thousand pound weight, and yet Gene Hackman can just cut through it with yeah. a pair of scissors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard a rumor uh, like on some some video about like, it was the worst movies. I watch these list things all the time. Yeah, and there was some where they were describing it, and like Christopher Reeve was big, like a big anti, like denuclearization guy. Yeah, so that was a big hobby horse of his. So he had some, he got some impact. Dude, hobby but, horse? Yeah. Wow. With Christopher Adam. Reeve? Oh, yeah. Adam. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't even mean Oh. <laughs> uh, Adam has I'm, the. I'm the, subconsciously like, evil too. Adam has the backo out again, digging his own grave yet again. <laughs> you know, isn't it crazy? He was in the bone collector before all that shit. Yeah. He played a paraplegic, no, quadriplegic, quadriplegic before he was one. Do you ever see a? I'm just, I keep saying. Do you ever see? Uh, there's an interview with his wife. I think it's like 60 minutes. Both of them, mm-hmm. and like, like I don't want to be insensitive, but like, don't you miss having like physical intimacy with your husband? She's like, who says that doesn't work? It's like, oh, <laughs> no. Reeves getting it in even when he is a man of steel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I feel like a bad person now. Transition on to number two. Yeah. Save yourself. Yeah. You better pony up with this next one. All right. Um, <laughs> this may be controversial, but I have to say it. Uh, it irks me to this day that this movie is so insanely beloved. Ghostbusters. <gasps> I'm with you. I don't like any that of the Ghostbusters movies. movie does not hold up at all. If Bill Murray wasn't such a likable individual person... That movie would be panned to the nth degree. It's garbage. Uh, I, I watched it in disbelief because mm-hmm. I watched another one that I only watched when I was an adult. I, but I was still young. I was like 21, 22 when I watched it. And we were watching it with friends. And these, like, it's, it's telling. When you watch a movie with somebody, like, oh, you're going to love this, you're going to love this. And even the people who watch it who claim to love it yeah. aren't laughing. Yeah. And they're, they're not like, like, like engrossed with the film. Yeah. It was. It's just the most one of the most overrated movies of all time, in my opinion, and it is a straight up bad movie, in my opinion. Interesting that you say that because Dan looks out. When I lived in California, a friend of mine built his own movie theater in his home, complete with stadium seating and projector and everything. So he's he would invite a bunch of people over and we have movie nights. So we had like a nostalgic movie night, and it was Ghostbusters and Goonies. Oh. 
And so everyone was all thrilled about it. I came for the movie night, and I just thought it would be fun. I didn't know that was the movies. <laughs> so everyone was all thrilled, and I was in the back just like texting friends on my phone because I was, I was just appalled. Yeah. I was like, both of these are trash. And every, and so then we got like Go halfway back and through. It, we got through Ghostbusters, then we got halfway through Goonies. No, you slogged through Ghost, Ghostbusters yeah. and then as everyone Yeah, halfway does. through Goonies, and one of the girls up front goes, Wow, this is terrible. I don't know why I liked this as a kid. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, exactly. Exactly. 100%. I, can, I can give you that with the Goonies, but I still think I when still think the, the jokes of the Ghostbusters still hold up. The problem a couple is, of Bill Murray lines. The, the are problem good. with Ghostbusters is it was it, you, it's hard to go back and watch then to watch it now from the same eyes that you watched it from then. But like the uh, like, how obnoxious is it that like? <laughs> He thinks of a bag of marshmallows character as the thing that's going to destroy the world. Like that's such a wonderful joke. Look, it's so good. And like, like just think, I don't know. I think that's hilarious. The fucking, what's her name? Sigourney Weaver was weird and not good. Rick Moranis, as I mentioned, would be brought up again. Uh-huh. The key master, or he's asking for the key master. Yeah. Oh, it's just a bad movie. He owns that movie. You can tell. You can tell that, that movie was written by Dan Aykroyd. Like, I do all my workouts on fast forward, so I get the same workout in half the time. <laughs> yeah, hysterical. Uh, so good. But like I said, I, I respect people that like the, that's like their top five movies of all mm-hmm. time. It just like I have, I don't understand it. It, it it's over my head. Uh, or whatever you can call it, whatever you want. Didn't care for it. Okay. All right. So then your number, so that was your number one and number two, right? Correct. Okay. So Juan, what was your number two? Uh, the group Millie Vanilli. <laughs> <laughs> I said I was close. I love girl. In a time when, movie, when music so was horrible, girl. they couldn't yeah. even do that shit. It was, <laughs> well, it speaks for itself. I don't even think you need to talk about it. It's that girl, bad. Move know on. It's true. Yeah. Girl, girl, girl. Oh, God. <laughs> so, love you. Dead. You're number two. Um, my number two. So, with the same logic as Adam, a movie that everybody loves, I just don't understand it. I think it's an awful movie, is uh, Scarface. Oh, I thought you were saying coming to America. I was about Scarface. To like, no, no, no. Talking? But Scarface without Pacino. I, I agree. Don't Completely get why agree. people love that movie. It does mm. not hold up. No. It's poorly shot. The yes. acting's super cheesy. Yes. Um, I, I moved to Miami like six years ago. I lived in Miami for and for um, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. The first time I got there, I was like, wow, that's clearly like one of my first reactions was like Al Pacino has no idea how Cubans talk. It's like <laughs> way his accent is way off the mark. Um the soundtrack is bad, the score is bad. It's just it's overall it's just a bad movie and it's a long, long bad movie. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I completely agree with all the points. Yeah, I've seen it one time and it was because all of my friends were like, you have to watch this. How come you've never seen it? Yeah. And I was like, why does anybody like this? I couldn't take it. Scarface I saw early on and it put such a bad taste in my mouth that other like good gangster movies mm-hmm. I didn't watch because that was the first one I watched. So like it took me years before I watched Goodfellas mm-hmm. or Casino oh, or shame. some of the movies that are like Those really good and really hold up um, just because I had seen Scarface and I was like, <laughs> no. I clearly this is a genre that's not for me. I, don't I was watching Usual Suspects. It's probably a piece of shit. 
Oh, that was great too. Usual Suspects, I love that movie. And Usual Suspects is good, yeah. Um, But you can't really watch that one though. Once you know how it ends and stuff, yeah. You you can't watch it again and again. I mean, we can Uh, give away the twist. It's been 30 years. Okay, yeah. yeah. Kevin Spacey like hits on boys. Yeah. That's the twist. That's the twist. (laughs) (laughs) So, my number two. Uh, is going to be an artist and specifically one song, but everything by George Michael is terrible. No. Specifically Careless Whisper. Yeah, I don't like that song. I can't. But that's wham. That's not George Michael. The saxophone just like makes me want to die. I can't stand that saxophone. I can't stand that song. song And I do not understand Ryan Reynolds' love for that song. That's uh, I don't ever want to dance again. Oh. Guilty feet I've got no That made your top... Our bottom I, five. I hate that song. I don't. Know. Did you watch Watchmen on HBO? Yes, not on HBO. No, I've seen the movie, not the series. Watch the series. They actually take that riff and use it as like kind of a plot piece in one of the episodes, and it works. I'll have to check. And that it out. works really well. And I won't tell you anything else because I don't want to spoil it. Okay. So do that you not was- like love? What about freedom? <laughs> I won't let you down. Freedom. Okay. I did okay. not give it love. love. Freedom. I Where's orgasm? What? I understand Fuck. why people like freedom. It's still just not. I just, I've never liked anything George Look, Michael. What about that? There wasn't that for the song. This guy was like, and there ain't no joy. <laughs> If there just, wasn't for the song Faith, you would have no Limp Biscuit. So thank him for that. If I, if, Why if, would I thank him? Right? Actually, that, that cuts in your favor. If, it, if in nothing else about him, if you just know that Limp Biscuit would not have existed if he had not existed, I, I want him. I want him gone. Exactly. <laughs> so my number two, uh, I, do, I will say this about George Michael. Uh, yeah. One time. In college, I went to a, I had a friend that I lived with, a roommate, and um, I was too drunk to drive one night. We were leaving a bar and he was like, we're going to strip club. Come on. And we got to the, he took me to the seediest, grossest strip club I've ever been to in my entire life. This This is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, so it's not hard. uh, (laughs) Aren't they all shitty? We get in there and uh, I've never seen this before. I've never seen it since. I haven't been to a lot of strip clubs, but a stripper actually came out and danced to the George Michael song, I Will Be Your Father Figure. (laughs) (laughs) That is on the nose. And I was like, okay, wow. I tip her just for like, like I, I, I respect. think we all did. We all were like, okay, you're wearing your heart on your sleeve here. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you're Jazz, I got your new song. <laughs> Even though you have Even no sleeve. Your heart's on your yeah. sleeve. So my third worst is Knight Rider, the TV show. Oh, okay. damn it. You didn't like Teacher Feeny? Nope. Principal Feeney no, uh, as the, no, the voiceover. I, That's the right, same guy, right? Definitely yeah. does not hold up. Does not hold up. Cheesy, just terrible. Te- I mean, there was m- most of the TV shows from the 80s were terrible. Like mm-hmm. A-Team, Airwolf, Chips. Chips. They were all Oh, come garbage. on. Don't get out of the list, man. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those are pickable. pickable, pickable That's true. So yeah, I'll options. back off that for a second. But yeah, Knight Rider was terrible. So Dan... Third worst. Night Rider was bad. My third worst is Dirty Dancing. <laughs> oh, I terrible. Hate everything about that movie. Oh my god. Never seen it. Hungry Eyes. The nobody puts baby in a corner. Um, 
it, the whole movie is just it's 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 ninety minutes of white privilege. <laughs> it really is. Like go back and looking at the lens now. They're in a country club, and she's like, "You won't let me dance with this older white man whose girlfriend needs an abortion or some shit like that." And it's it makes no sense. And then they the deal whole with the topics of the time. And the, that song at the end of it, that time of my life song, yeah. is probably one of the worst songs of the entire decade. So yeah, yeah hate bad. dirty dancing. One third worst. Uh, is there a kind of dance worst, that you do like? Uh, this is really bad, dude. And it was hard to even keep it down, not lower. TJ Hooker. Oh, that was a bad oh, show. I've never actually God, seen an episode horrible. of TJ Hooker. Bad I know it's Heather Locklear, but I've never seen it. Didn't they have it, what's even the name had, Star Trek? Shatner was the Shatner. main character, and it yeah. was terrible. But was Heather Locklear in that too? Yes. She, she was, was the, okay. she was the like, you know, second character, I guess you'd call it. But yeah, it was God, it was garbage. Just garbage. Good pick, Juan. Very timely pick, too. Hating on the cops and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, what's your third worst? Dan's like, don't touch that. <laughs> Can't touch this. Um, third pick also pro- might be controversial, but I, again, I saw this as an adult. Saw this when I was probably 27, 28 yeah. for the first time. E.T., Go oh, fuck a yourself. Shit movie. Terrible. Movie. Dog like, shit movie. Why it do was people the love first this movie? movie? I saw at a theater and I was like, fuck, this is terrible. And I was like, why yeah. do people love that movie? It was I stupid. It's Baby I Yoda. Uh, I, re- I remember the first time I watched it, it was a, with a bunch of other kids back in the 80s. And, you know, it was on VHS and they were like, oh, you're going to love it. And I was just like, what? What the hell is this? Yeah. It's like nothing about it. It's like the, the plot. What is the, what is even the plot? Yeah. Like, like, this kid has a buddy with this person he can yeah. ba- barely even talks to. Yeah. And then like this FBI or CIA, whatever it is. Yeah. Like it's just all over the place. And how is this propped up as uh, this excellent movie? It's on this top hundred list or whatever. It's, it's terrible. Movie. Flight of the Navigator is a way better movie. I completely agree. I actually liked that movie. I watched that not too long ago. Cause it's on Disney plus holds up. Holds up strong, <laughs> way stronger than E.T. Yeah. I don't like E.T. because I got, I, I made what I thought was the perfect E.T. joke and nobody remembered enough about the movie to even laugh at it. <laughs> and it was when the actor that played the boy, uh, I looked it up, it's Henry Thomas played mm-hmm. Elliot. Mm-hmm. Like a couple of years ago, got arrested for a DWI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, my joke was like, yeah, but it was E.T. who drank the beer. <laughs> And nobody got that. I was like, that's such a good joke. Cause I was so proud of that joke. Cause you remember the scene where ET drinks the beer and he gets drunk. Yeah. And I was like, come on. Like it was right there. I wanted that like, kid yeah. to fall on that bike so bad with him in it. I, and I was a kid. I was like, where's the guy from Tromaville who runs over kids. Get this kid. ET's also the worst ride at, was it universal studios? <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know you had that kind of upbringing. Oh, yeah. Going to Universal Studios so, all the time. Oh, it was band camp, baby. That, <laughs> you so were band? We made it. <laughs> your that was your third. So what's your fourth? <laughs> Let's see here. I don't think this one's very controversial, but it was a blockbuster. Uh, Indiana Jones: Temple of Doom. It's By the worst of the far Indiana Jones ones. The worst Indi- of the Indiana Jones. Jones. Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls worse. Oh, Ooh, correct, okay, correct. Never mind. Correct, you're right. Correct, correct. I forget about that because I don't That's consider right. that an Indiana but Jones. But that wasn't the 80s, same, was it? Same. That wasn't the 80s, though. Okay. Temple so, of Doom was such Temple a piece of, Doom, of crap. It's bad. It's not 
bottom five bad for me, but it's a bad movie. And I admit that, like, whenever this list is not the absolute worst right. of the eighties, is there movies that I have seen and was like insanely disappointed in? Yeah. So yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark is a great movie, high bar, fantastic. Yeah. And then they Super take high a bar. like a nose complete nosedive yeah. and uh, Table of Doom, and then they prove that they could have done it better. With Last, uh, Crusade. Last Crusade, which is another excellent movie. Not to mention, Temple of Doom is kind of racist. Oh, super racist. Kalima. Like, with, yeah. na- with that. Yeah. The monkey brains. The yeah. little child. Yeah, like seriously, you go to an Indian Short restaurant round. and try to order Snake Surprise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I did. Yeah, his name is Short Round. My yeah. God. Yeah. Like, I did make a Short Round reference whenever I uh, battled Victor and <laughs> Roast Battle. <laughs> 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 but... um. Yeah, uh, it's really super disappointing in that movie. Yeah, yeah. it is. I actually, the freaking the raft fell out of a plane. Yeah, the most annoying uh, of all of the love interests. Oh, by a in any of the Indiana Jones yes. movies, she's more annoying than Karen Allen was in Crystal Skull. Yes, when she's all pilled out and you could tell. Yeah, still was her name Kate Capshaw. Yeah, so much worse than that. Yeah, yeah Family Everybody Guy goes, goes in on her because her and. Yeah, uh, Lucas. Spielberg. Yep. Yeah. Oh, was it Spielberg or Lucas? Spielberg. I Spielberg. Yeah. I wanted her to die. <laughs> <laughs> the, from the minute she yeah. hit the screen, I, I'm listen. I'm not a her character person. was so I wanted unlikable. To choke her. I do <laughs> wish though. I, ever off. since I was a kid, if they would have made a ride at a theme park that was based off of the last scene of that movie, where you get in a mine yeah, cart, yeah, that would be cool. And you go. That would have. That would have be been fun. so Just, amazing. Make it Donkey Kong to where I can ha- not have all the memories of how much I hated Table of Doom, but it also gets that mind shaft thing going yeah. on. Uh, I'd be I'd be for that. Anam Shibai, Anam Shibai, Anam Shibai. Sorry. One, fourth worst. Uh, fourth worst was, uh, fuck, you know, now that you mentioned that other one, that kind of fucks me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really, I know that I'm probably going to, I don't know. People may not agree with me on this one, but I, there was a lot of shows that were bad and that people loved. And I just was like, what the fuck? Love boat, man. It was never a watched an episode. horrible show. And it was immensely popular. And people would say, I mean, I mean, as a kid, it was another show. It was kind of like the adult Muppets where like everybody who was like relevant at the time would do like a guest spot on this yeah. show. And everyone was just a shit show. And it was the same scenario every time. And then followed by another shitty show, Fantasy Island. It was just a shit show fest. Like, yeah, it was terrible. But <laughs> we all watched it anyway. But it, yeah, it was a bad combo. I would, I would, that combo, yeah, that was definitely there. I don't but think anybody's going to argue, though. Yeah, though. Like, I, no I think, yeah, nobody's going to argue with you on that. There are no other shows in town. You had to watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you don't like it? No, yeah. where are we going to go? It's like you got that or Alf. Yeah. Oh, God. oh damn it! <laughs> <laughs> well, there's my five. All right. There's there's your five. Five. <laughs> I, and here's the thing. I don't know why it, it was so. It was ha. That was it. That was this whole fucking bit. Yeah. Like ah, oh, I'm gonna try to eat your cat. I only saw a couple of episodes. I almost put it on here, but I was like, this is me just going on reputation because I've only seen a couple of episodes mm-hmm. and they were bad. Yeah. There was only so like I three out jokes. I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> pick it in good conscience. Like I don't know enough about it. Yeah. But that was definitely like uh, one that was like, first popped in my mind. I was like, yeah, that that show sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so Dan, fourth worst. Uh, fourth worst. Top Gun. Oh, All right. oh I, yeah. 
It's a bad movie. Top Gun is such a bad movie. Yeah, I, I am intrigued enough to that they're making a sequel that I'll probably end up watching it at some point. Yeah. Um, but my God, what a horrible, horrible, just awful movie that makes me confused about men in a way that I'm not ready to deal with. But the cool um, high fives, though. The cool high, the, you know, <laughs> like Goose was kind of just a dickhead. Yeah. Um, well, he got what he deserved. <laughs> yeah. Not soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite, like, uh, pilot? I'm going to get handle? to replace my number five, by the way. Okay. But yeah, that, damn then, it. I mean, like, sorry, but if you're if you're trying to make a cool movie about the Air Force that's like clearly just very pro Air Force, um, don't get Kenny Loggins <laughs> <laughs> just do this to do your to do your soundtrack. <laughs> Playing with the boys is not a song to get me hyped up to go join the Air Force. I'm yeah. sorry, but the teeth chomp that Val the, Kilmer did, yeah, yeah. Do it. it oh, I can't. Oh, Do I, it. I'll, 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 I'll set you up, okay? I'll break my teeth, okay? I don't like you because you're dangerous. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in post. <laughs> but like that was the so the height of cheese. Yeah. yeah. The height of cheese. And I, I do admit, I don't mind the Take My Breath Away song just because it's so over the top and so cheesy. But it's With such a bad like song. A it's such a bad song. Yeah. Yep. But... And was it like the was it the North Koreans or was it the Russians? Those uh, those. I don't think they the said end. it. I think yeah, I thought it was. Um, sure they call it. I thought it was like the Saudis. Maybe. I don't remember. It's been years remember. and years since I've seen it. Yeah. And I mean, Hot Shots point. is a better movie than Hot Top Shots. Guns. Yeah, okay. that's a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go there, but uh, so my fourth part worst. <laughs> my fourth worst is the first Terminator movie. What? Whoa. Terrible music, terrible soundtrack, cheesy. It just plods along so slowly. I just are you so Arnold? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, the thing is, it's not that it's not that I don't like Arnold. I just don't like what the, the actress. I don't remember her name. I don't it's like Linda her. Hamilton, man. Linda Hamilton. Yeah. I don't like her in the movie. I don't like the movie. Like I understand the plot, and I like science fiction, and I like Do dystopian. You yes, I like it's the genre I watch and listen, read the most. And it's just I cannot get into the Terminator movies. T two, entertaining, <laughs> great action, still not among top action movies. Can I tell you my funny Terminator story? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so when I was a kid, uh, when T two came out. I thought it was the greatest movie uh, ever. Same. Actually saw Terminator 2 before I knew there was a Terminator 1. Same. And it holds up by itself. You can watch it as a standalone picture, put together everything you need to know, and it's awesome. So I go see Terminator 2 in the theater. I think it's wonderful. This was back when they still had VHS. My dad got me the VHS tape to Terminator 1 mm -hmm. as like a birthday present for whatever year that was. Maybe I was 9 or 10. And uh, I grew up super Catholic. Okay. My parents are both very, very religious. Terminator has a love scene. Yes. In the movie. Yes. My dad, before giving me the VHS copy, takes it fast forwards to the love scene, which isn't long. And yeah. it's not like I've seen it since then. Not it's not bad. Hot, it's right. not erotic at all. Uh -huh. Okay. And he ran a magnet 
over that scene of the tape because he thought that I was too young to see that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And it wasn't, I guess, Christian enough. So for the longest time, I had this VHS copy and it gets to, like, it gets to the point <laughs> they're in the hotel room and then it's like making a bomb or whatever. And like they go, they kiss and it goes to static. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like snow for like two minutes. And then like he's just putting on his boots and like she's getting dressed. <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say I thought he went with scissors and cut it out. No, <laughs> he, he had so Dan was completely. So I had this magnetized shitty version of the Terminator movie, <laughs> and it wasn't until I was like twenty that I finally saw like the regular one. Yeah, and I was like, "That's it? That's what I missed? It was so disappointing." It's kind of a pivotal plot point too, because especially the creation for of John Connor. Exactly. Yes, right. like. <laughs> oh my goodness! My, I have a similar story. Um, it's just crazy. Uh, parent. Uh, destroying a movie for religious reasons that, that tops T- Terminator. Terminator is rated R, right? Yeah. Yeah. My mom purposely spilled Coke on the Little Mermaid to destroy the cassette because Ursula was a witch. Oh, oh my goodness. G rated yeah. Disney classic, too risky for kids. We did have, uh, my mom had the, the VHS of the Little Mermaid. She bought it when it came out that had yeah. the penis on the cover. Well, I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they removed it. And I was like, save that. I told her a couple years ago, I was like, go find out if that's worth some money. And she lost. She threw it away or whatever. Wow. Oh, wow. So, uh, but I giggled at that for hours (laughs) (laughs) as a kid. Dan, your fourth worst. Uh, I did my fourth worst. My fourth worst was Top Gun. Oh, so then we're on on five. Okay. So, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa. Fifth. uh, Yeah, we're on five. Worst is uh, another movie. One of the worst pieces of garbage ever made. Mac and me. <laughs> Didn't see it. It did, come up, it. it did come up on a lot of the lists I looked up, so it must be. I've a piece seen of it. Shit. It is gar. It is a McDonald's promotional <laughs> film. Yeah. The fact that Paul Rudd is in it as a child, as a crippled kid who gets thrown off a cliff. It's hysterical because it's so bad. It is just terrible. You know that he does that on Conan? All the time, yeah. yeah. I've seen like all the interviews. I'm like, oh, Paul Rudd's on. We're going to see that clip Somebody- from back at me again. I just think that's so great that he does that. That's yes. Like, that's that he Paul, fun Paul Rudd himself. is a treasure. He is. That movie is just... Oh my garbage, God. Yeah. Garbage, garbage, garbage. That's, that's, there's like this handful of lists of movies that I used to watch as a kid that just weren't like, they were always on yeah. and none of them were good. Like, do you yeah. remember Space Camp? Oh yeah. With uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. And uh, they go to space and yeah, oh my, it's such a horrible movie. <laughs> Tate Donovan is in it. <laughs> what was the name? Doesn't get any more 80s than Tate Donovan. <laughs> what was the name of that movie where a guy, like he gets into a pill that's like a, a ship that goes through somebody's body. Oh, Inner Space. Inner Space. Yeah. That movie yeah, was excellent. With, uh, oh my God, no. Are we sure we're talking about the same movie? Inner Space doesn't ring a bell. No, but oh my God, I wish I could go back to my best list because I would add the Three Amigos. Oh, oh that's a good one. On there. It's such a good movie. Oh yes. my God. So, Dan, fifth worst. All right, fifth worst is uh, Love Shack by the B 52s. <laughs> Fair. Love Shack. Fair. Although, although, you remember. A few years ago when everybody was trying to get that whole like viral talk like a pirate day yeah. going, I think it would be a lot of fun if they had talk like the guy from the B-52s day. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh what I God. mean? Where yeah. you, like, you go in the jack-in-the-box like, I'd like to order some burgers and fries. <laughs> <laughs> I would like it right now. I just think that'd be funny. That but, would be hysterical. But it's a, it's a fucking garbage-ass song. Yeah. And 
Uh, well, everything about one, the B-52s is trash. Thank you. B-52s is a terrible group. Fantastic Voyage. The one thing the movie I was talking that, about. that song gave us that is just comedy gold was in The Simpsons when Homer uses the glove and they do glove slap. They change the <laughs> lyrics. They change it. Instead of glove shack, it's glove slap and he's going around slapping everybody with his gloves. That is great. <laughs> Parodies are fine. Parodies are fine. But as a song by itself, it's it's probably one of the most like annoying auditory experiences you can have. Everything about it is loud. Yeah. It's abrasive. And it's just, there's nothing of value to, I've got me a car. It, it's bad. I hate everything about it. Juan. Rock Lobster, not much better. No. no. Fifth worst, one. The movie Howard the Duck. <laughs> Fair. Holy Fair. crap. <laughs> how does that even get made? It, oh I, how, it was, people loved it. Yeah. I was just like, the fuck is that? <laughs> I didn't get it at all. Even even as a teenager, I was like, this is in no way entertaining, funny. It's nothing. It's, I, it's, I don't even know if I made it through the movie. It's like all, every joke is like a pun about being Ducks. a duck. Yeah. Like his credit card is like AmeriQuack Express or yeah. something like that. It's, yeah, it, actually, it was, actually, not even good puns. Actually, so I've never either. seen the movie. You're kind of selling me on this movie. <laughs> There is a duck nude scene in the movie. There's Sold, like, yeah, baby. Why do you lead like, with that? It's like early on, too. Can you guys yeah. leave for a yeah. second? I gotta check this movie out. That might be why I didn't make it too far. <laughs> I, it, it was terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my number five. Fifth worst, Adam. All right, so I got a couple I could go with here, but I have to go with my heart here. I've never liked this band. I'm going to go with everything that they made in the 80s, which I assume is a lot. Um... They're trash. They have a good guitarist. Guns N' Roses. No. <laughs> I, I think I know. Go ahead. I think he's going with Fuck Van Halen. Van Halen. <laughs> yeah. Never Van been Halen. a fan. Everything I've ever heard from them has been bad. And this is their hits. Yeah. Like Eruption, I'll give Eruption its due. Panama. That was in the 70s, though. Panama's trash. <laughs> Eruption was in the 70s, so oh, that gets it? a pass. They don't even get that. They don't even get that. But like everything I've heard from them has been bad. And they're criminally overrated. I don't understand how anyone can be into them. Um, yeah, they're like hair metal. They started, as far as I know, they they started hair metal and they started that up, up fucking atrocity. So it's on them. And they put out a lot of content in the 80s with, I don't know if they were Sammy Hagar the whole time or if they had Eddie and then Sammy, but yeah. Bad. Okay, so Shame. it was David it, Lee Roth. I, oh, my what respect did I level then, for you just went up. 10 notches. I could not agree more. <laughs> I grew up in the shit. Oh, God. It was awful. I went and saw the Hell Freezes Over tour because the tickets were free. I literally walked out about 15 minutes in and got drunk in the parking lot. Was that the Eagles, though? The Hell Freezes Over tour? No, that was... I thought Wasn't that, that was, their reunion tour? I thought it was the same... I thought that they whatever did the, the tour was, acoustic version of Sammy Hagar California. and David Lee Roth, I think you're right. they both were there, and they both did songs. And it it was both horrible. It was, and people were just so excited. And I <laughs> just, I wanted to die. I was embarrassed to be from that generation. And I know I'm pissing off a lot of people my age, but fuck you. They suck. <laughs> they fucking suck then. Yeah. They still suck. And I'm sorry that you're nostalgic about it, but it was not musical talent. It was awful. Exactly. When, I, when, I when like half of Van your Halen. pitch. 
when half of your pitch is this guy acting like a complete clown all across the stage. Yeah, and, and then the there's focus David is Lee not Roth. The music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the like, kicking, and they were old; they couldn't kick anymore. <laughs> I was out. Yeah, the roundhouse kicking that a singer's doing for some reason. Yeah, how yeah. is this uh, a part of it? I, Thanks I a lot, Karate like Kid. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Closely missed the list. We built this city by Jefferson Airplane. Oh! <laughs> Jefferson Starship. Jefferson Starship. Oh. And uh, Going Overboard by Adam Sandler. His first movie. <laughs> oh, my first movie. goodness. I did I've see that movie. That. Oh, it was a dumpster fire. And I was a kid when I watched it. Yeah. And I got, like, immature humor. I'm all for it. I'm like, I'm on board. And it was still a piece of shit. And I was like, yeah. I never watched I watched it once. Bad. That kind of comedy... It's directed towards kids, kids, like young adults. Young adults, yeah. And I still, it's a, a piece of crap. No. Yeah, I have a list of Nazis, and it's on the list. Yeah. <laughs> I had never-ending story on my almost made the worst. What? Ooh, yeah. Betray yeah, you? Not, it's a, a garbage ass movie. It's terrible. Garbage movie. I and didn't watch it as an adult. I watched it as a kid. It's got, it's got one good scene where his horse dies. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's, probably the same horse that killed Christopher Reeves' career. <laughs> oh wow! God damn. Back to that well. I and I was I was actually being genuine. I meant because it's that's a very affecting scene and it's well done and it's it's sad. You watch it and like it, it's it's works it evokes a good emotion from you the rest of that movie fucking just sucks my sister was obsessed with jonathan brandis Mm -hmm. uh he was like the head actor in that movie so we had to watch a lot was that the second one story too was it the second one Oh, wow. And I'm sad that I know that. <laughs> what was the name of that? Because he was also in, uh, he was a little kid from the It miniseries. And he was in that Sequest show. Sequest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I then he killed himself. Sequest. <laughs> he hung himself. So, Did he? Yeah. Is that, oh my God, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Pretty sure he hung himself. Is that or drugs? But I'm pretty sure he hung himself. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> nice tone. Just way to, way to kill with. the mood. <laughs> yeah. So Adam is, yeah. <laughs> Sending us out on the right note. So if you have, uh, and all the listeners out there, if you have any, you know, 80s merchandise or Aquanet bottles you want to send, just give us an email and we'll ship it all to Juan since Juan loves his weird collecting stuff. And, you know, Juan Dude, loves I, I just scored nostalgia. some legitimate shit. I'll tell you after the podcast. <laughs> Somebody sent him a pirated copy of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. <laughs> Ferris no, Bueller's but I Day actually Off. did acquire just recently a a three-pack movie reel box, and inside was the three movie reels. The movie had been cut off because it got so old that like, it got ruined. But the movie I feel like you're describing it, the plot of 8mm. <laughs> this was, was an original copy exactly of what Deep I said Throat. last week. Was that last week or two weeks ago? Two weeks we ago. talked We talked about <laughs> Juan this. Is like still Joel Schumacher just Deep died, and Juan's yeah. like, I'm going to watch a snuff film as tribute. <laughs> <laughs> Another Nick Cage classic. <laughs> I love Dave classics. It's a good movie, actually. I mean, it's I love so it. It's so creepy, it though. It's like, I watched dark. it once, and I don't know if I can go back and watch it. Oh, I've, I've, I've only watched it. Once. I think I've watched it once or twice. There's other creepy movies that I like, like as far as 80s goes. I've talked about this earlier. Have y'all seen Blue Velvet? Mm-mm. That's no. such a weird and oh, it's so good. It's such a good movie, but it's so disturbing and so weird that I wanted to put it on my top. Five, but then if y'all saw it later, I didn't want y'all to judge me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, good take. History of Violence, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a good movie. It's a good movie too. History. What year did that come out? I, I want to say it was like eighty-seven, maybe. 
Where was the hell comes a frog town or oh, uh, shit? I can't do anything about that, unfortunately. Oh no, no big deal. It just ignore it. You're I'm just gonna kidding. have to wait till it goes off. Not in the middle of my That's rowdy Roddy Piper reference. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna talk about they live. They live. They live. They live. <laughs> that fight scene I is still here. Par- parodied. Just put the fucking sunglasses on, dude. Just put the sunglasses on. <laughs> I'm not a, a big, yeah. I'm not a big like John Carpenter. Neither fan. Everybody loves like the um, the thing. Yeah, and like thing overrated. Gets yeah. a ton of praise. I watched it. I hadn't seen it in the '80s. I watched it as an adult. I was like, meh. Jaws yeah. overrated. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Jaws either. Was Jaws in the '80s or '70s? Yeah, oh, with oh, uh, Jaws 70s. was '78 or '79. It was okay. I thought it was like '80 or '81. No, it's seventies. Okay, still, Just I'm like not. The Shining is barely seventies. Seventy-five. That... It's squarely in the seventies. Seventy-nine, I think. Yeah, there okay. were a lot of movies like the seventies is a fucking sneaky good era for fuck yeah, it is for, for music, music, yeah, sure. music especially music. Mm-hmm. Fucking fog killed hat. it. Yeah, yeah, Jim fog Crouch. hat. <laughs> yeah, Jim Croce. Jim Croce <laughs> was. Uh, I think Croce was sixty. Croce was peak seventies. He might have been early. He might have been early seventies. Really hit his stride. <laughs> Uh, he might have been right in the 70s, actually. Art Garfunkel's <laughs> solo stuff. <laughs> he didn't do any solo stuff. He acted in like one or two movies and like disappeared. Oh. He is, that is my favorite vocal performance of all time, is Art Garfunkel and Bridge Over uh, Troubled Water. Oh, really? Really? Mm-hmm. Excellent was, song. I thought it was Beyond Blue Eyes. And yet and you've never listened to Prince. <laughs> no, is it like that? I could be into it. No, is it like that? <laughs> The worst way to sell somebody on Prince. <laughs> you like, like Art listen, Garfunkel? You like Art Garfunkel? Yeah. <laughs> love Prince. This, this young upstart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Back to the Future, also overrated in my opinion. Yeah, I've seen, I saw all those movies as a kid, all three of them, and I enjoyed watching them as a kid, and then I watched them again like in my early 30s, or yeah, I was in my early 30s. Yeah. Maybe like eight or nine years ago, and I was just like, why? Why? Back to the Future is good for nostalgia, but that's it. If yeah. you if it were to come out today, it would be super problematic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and Mulaney's got the best joke on that one. He's funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's our episode. <laughs> we, like, we don't get the reference. Moving I'm on. not going to do it. I wouldn't do it justice. But you know, that's that's the power of love. Oh, oh shit! Oh. Hey, don't take money. Oh don't take fame. God. Oh my god! I'm telling you guys, you don't need a credit oh. card to ride this oh train. <laughs> Great, uh, I'm not sure what year it came out. It was a movie called Free Jack. Had Emilio Estevez With and Mick, Mick Jagger. Jagger. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that. It. Had oh, Sarah, the best theme song. Emilio Estevez yeah. had the worst movies of the '80s. Like oh. and all of them. Like Saint Elmo's stinkers. Fire and. Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club and Minute Work. <laughs> Him and Charlie Sheen. Yo, dude, Minute Work. I Judgment thought... Night. <laughs> I actually liked Minute Work from what I remember. Him I and loved Charlie. Minute Work. I remember like I saw it. Like that's all I can remember is I saw it and I liked it at the time. But uh I even liked the band. <laughs> that's a uh, Vegemite sandwich eaters. Oh, Juan's yeah. finally hitting the diet Pepsi. Dude, you did good this this whole round. Yeah, I, was impre- I was impressed with how much I liked your picks. I agreed with a lot of yours. So, like Mash, fucking Mash, banger. Muppet Show, yeah, Muppet, Muppet Show, Muppet Show was such a good. Yeah, that's so strong. That makes Grandpa feel a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> did anyone pick anything on their actual official list with John Candy in it? 
Well, uh, planes, trains, well, and automobiles. And planes, trains. That was my honorable mention, number yeah. one. Oh, mention. yeah, dude. Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles was on my honorable mentions. I wanted to put Caddyshack on there somewhere, but... I almost put that in my bottom five. Yeah, really? Caddyshack, Caddyshack to me is the more overrated than Ghostbusters. It's close. It's very Most close. Most overrated comedy of all time to me is Caddyshack. I it's a, yeah, I would agree really? with that. Mm-hmm. Just off the top of my head, for sure. I like yeah. parts of the movie, but there's parts that I just like wade through it and wait. Because like, I'm not into like super potty humor, like the whole like yeah, candy bar and the, in the like, pool. stuff like that's stupid to me. But some of the like side like individual like bits that they did where they were talking were funny, you know. Dangerfield so. was the only part of that movie I liked. Yeah, yeah. God, if you, just, if you just put together his scenes, it's great. You know, yeah. You know, now that I think about it, I will say that that is probably the reason that I like that movie was Dangerfield's character. I w- I'm not I'm not big into really anyone else in there. Really, I mean, I know they're legends and everything, but. Yeah, Bill if Murray, it weren't for him, I wouldn't watch the movie. No. I love and I'm, Bill Murray. I did not care for his character at all in that movie. And people talk about it. Like, oh, it's got Bill Murray. I'm like, yeah, but he's this goofball groundskeeper. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't say anything funny. It doesn't. It's not that. It's not that good. I'm telling you though, my I'm I'm going back. I'm changing my top five answer. I don't know what I would take out, but Three Amigos. Yeah, it's, it's excellent. It's so underrated as a comedy. Yeah, and it holds up. You watch it as an adult. It's fantastic. Like his, don't forget all of his, to watch Harlem Nights, man. That's I, I'm definitely gonna check mine. that out. Yeah, and I aggressively dislike Chevy Chase, and I still love. Three yeah, videos. dislike Chevy Chase. I can't stand right. him. Yeah, Chevy Chase. I don't like him. I don't like his work because I don't like him as a person. I've heard he's such. Oh, an he's asshole. a terrible person. Yeah, I don't, I don't like. I don't like his work because I don't like his he's, work. But I also don't like him as a person. He does have some really good lines in Three Amigos. He, he, like, I think he's hilarious. Do you want to take me to person. the river and kiss me by the kiss me on the veranda? And he's like, <laughs> lips would be fine. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good line. Mm. My favorite line from Caddyshack, and I still quote it often. Is Dangerfield's like, what do you get a free bowl of soup with that hat? Yeah. <laughs> he, it looks he, good on you though. Exactly. <laughs> he, tur- he turns around and that guy's there. He's like, oh, well, it looks good on you though. Yeah, that's it. I love that line. I always a- say, uh, give me five of those, six of those, give me three of those naked lady tees. It's <laughs> <laughs> randomly. Usually when I'm ordering at restaurants. <laughs> Like what? I don't see that on the menu. What That's you what yeah, sir. This is Jimmy Changas. You can't do that here. <laughs> That's how you get remembered at at fucking Burger King to where they know your order. Like, oh, this uh, is the, the Wendy's guy. guy? Yeah. <laughs> I am the Wendy's spicy Wendy's chicken guy. guy. Yeah. Was it Wendy's or was it Burger King that you knew the guy? Ah, uh, Wendy's. Wendy's. Oh Wendy's. my yeah. bad. I don't know why I heard Burger yeah. King. I remembered because I'm a good listener. So shout Chuck out Fair. to <laughs> shout out to the dude from Wendy's, <laughs> Dave Thomas. Da- <laughs> no, not Dave Thomas. Dalvin. Dalvin. Dalvin that was Bur- it. Yeah, Dalvin, Dalvin with Thomas. a D. Yeah, <laughs> Dalvin Burton. That's such a badass name. Can't we also really pour some out for Dave Thomas? I can. I love that guy. You do. Mm-hmm. In his ho hum personality. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not enough of those types. The Al Borlands of the world, if you will. The Adam Radliffs of the world. Exactly. <laughs> hey. You can't tell me you didn't love when Al Borland would say, I don't think so, Tim. Oh, no. That <laughs> was <laughs> I mean, you, I'm not. It got me every time. Yeah, it did. That was another. He sucked on Family Feud. Yes. Big time. Yeah. Out of his depth. Yeah. Put, back, was, put the tool belt back on, buddy. As Christopher Reeve would say, he's a one-trick pony. Oh. <laughs> what? Oh my. Did he just throw another horse chunk? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> oh, and on that high note, <laughs> yeah, you got you to you end yeah. there. Yeah, time to dismount. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you got to end with a laugh because you don't want to look a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> but it was close enough, especially if it's while shoes. you're on your back. <laughs> Poor guy. Cow. He had everything going for him. Yeah. But then life said nay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Isn't he a dead ringer now, though? Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh. <laughs> Classic. Oh for the love yeah. of God, just stop it. Dude, he rose to the occasion, folks. He rose to the occasion. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. I think we broke Dan. <laughs> okay, everybody. That's, that's Thanks for Dan. listening. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Thank God you can't actually see us. Bye. Dan, that was fucking funny. Have you ever pissed in the bong water? Ooh. <laughs> That's not fair, man. Don't do that, fucker. Dude, you know every time you take a drag off the cigarette or you take a hit off a bong, I'm going to say something to make you laugh. <laughs> every time. <laughs> That is so. You really. Who's the shitty friend? Who's the horrible friend now, man? <laughs> uh.